If you are listening on audio later or watching this perhaps on the YouTubes later, we are on the Utreons and we're on the Utreons so we could do, let me see, I got to figure out how exactly I shuck this, uh, here we go, there you go, so we could do that, <laughs> because YouTube won't let us do it, but Utreon allows us to go live and hold firearms, because we are particular individuals that are allowed to do that over on Utreon. I don't know if anyone gets that reference, but uh, <laughs> there you go. So let's see, let me get everyone in here. I'm gonna get Ed and, and Patrick in, and I am gonna kick this off. If there's no complaints from anyone, let's jump into it. We got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. I'm just gonna hit the open button. Welcome back to the Hank Strange Situation, Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Franklin Armory. Franklin Armory provides 100% U.S.-made firearms and awesome binary option triggers. Their focus and purpose is to provide freedom tools to all Americans, especially those in not-so-free states. So when you're in the market, please consider Franklin Armory. Okay, bada boom, bada bang, here we go. Let's see. I've got Babyface P. I've got Ed Brower, CEO of Utreon. Let's do the jazz hands. That's traditional. There it goes. Everybody's got to do it. We are live. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. This is episode 963 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, today's title is Alternate Platform to YouTube Questions Answered with Utreon CEO, Ed Brower. There he goes. Let's see. Boom. There he goes. Live from Canada. Let me just yeah. throw this out there. Could you imagine doing a podcast on YouTube and saying, hey, here's the CEO of YouTube? <laughs> that would, ne that would good, never happen. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Good yeah. luck with that. <laughs> Say that again, Ed. Has it ever happened? I don't know. Um, maybe someone maybe if big, you like are... Marcus Brownlee or something. Yeah, maybe he could yeah. have that, but even yeah. still. Yeah, I'm not... I think it has happened. I think it happened with... What's the name of that famous vlogger from New York City? Um, oh, Casey Neistat? Casey Neistat, I think, oh. did something. I don't know if it was live, but he did something with CEO at one point. <laughs> with the CEO of YouTube or someone there. Anyway, Babyface P also joining us here. Uh, shout out to all the people who are out there joining us um, on this Tuesday, this Tuesday. Let me see. I'm going to give a quick shout out to people if you guys don't mind. I see 42 Chilled out there. Let's see who else I can see here in the chat. Chris Cruzman is also out there. Bricks is out there. Uh, Cujo74 also out there. Shout out to Cujo, everyone. Real Cujo, hey, yeah. uh, he recently subscribed to my channel on mm -hmm. Patreon. Big subscriber. Super mm -hmm. thank you. You didn't have to do that. Do you, such an awesome guy, uh, and I need to tell him that he has gotten my wife completely hooked on the Mustela baby products, mm -hmm. and we're going to be ordering more and more because that stuff is really nice. It really, really works. Yeah. Yeah, big shout, big shout out to Real Cujo. He's a good dude. Um, we're also on um, the, uh, what, is, what the hell is this thing again? Uh you uh, the discord the discord oh Let's discord the, yeah yeah, yeah. Come discord, discord up here if you guys want to throw pictures ask us questions or whatever in there see here's the discord last questions from asper worry asper worry has a long comment there that i have not read i guess i got to read that when i get a chance um <laughs> oh Hedge, you, you should add uh you should add discord integration to your uh subscription tiers 
Oh, really? Okay. You could is do there, that. Is there a way to do that, Ed? Yeah. Okay. Go channel manager. Set that up pretty quickly. Oh, okay. Oh, see, this is why this is why we have the CEO on. I wish I could say I have pull. I've got millions of uh, YouTube subscribers, but um, Utreon's been pretty good to us. How long have we been doing um, broadcasting on Utreon, Patrick? Is it two years at this point? It feels like it. I don't know. Yeah, is it at least? Has it been that long? I think so. At least it's been. Yeah. Yeah. It's at least it's been that. So, um, so here's the thing. You know, obviously, Babyface P, Patrick. He's been deleted from YouTube. Congratulations, you notorious bastard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like poking the bear as much as I can. If anybody right. didn't see my Instagram post today, I, I enjoy poking the bear. Um, right. I'll go find out the poking of the bear Instagram thing. But we uh, also – Yeah, so yeah. Utreon has been a safe home for me. Uh, and it's not uh, it's not like I do anything illegal or un, uncouth or anything. It, it's just simple gunsmithing, but YouTube does not want that, so – yeah, well, you know, there's a there's a lot of things going on like that, and a lot of people that is happening to um, right now on YouTube. I know I've had several videos deleted. Obviously, I haven't had the whole ch channel deleted like Patrick, but I think um, I saw that. Uh, what do you call uh, Recall Magazine was deleted. I don't know if they're back up or not. Uh, Recall not sure was deleted. Um, Amoland uh, Kit, Kit Amoland Kit Badger. Mm -hmm. I heard was deleted. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh... yeah. So that's why we have. I mean, you know, we don't really need any reason to to have Ed from uh, Utreon on. But I thought it was good. Maybe we'll do a Q and A session with Utreon. There's probably things out there that you guys would like to see or questions you all like to have answered. So we invited him on, and Patrick is also here, who is you know who's like rediscovering anew why it's a good idea to have a platform like this and i'll no, let you guys no, no, go no. for back, it go for it ed and patrick we, go ahead. we kept i kept my stuff all completely backed up at utreon so when youtube turned the lights off on me it really the reach was the thing i lost but my my content's all still there and i i keep sending people keep sending me messages like oh my god i can't believe what happened to you on youtube and i'm like here's a link utreon.com slash c slash babyface p it's all still there and it's not going anywhere so yeah and good thing for that. Good thing for that. So, do what you know? Do you have anything you want to open with, here, Ed? What's been going on with you guys? Do you have any updates or anything you want to tell us? Uh, lots been going on. So, uh, yeah, just from a growth perspective, we're growing uh, in excess of thirty-five percent a month at this point. Um, okay. So that's a pretty pretty quick growth in terms of the product we're shipping, like improvements. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, people that are subscribed to your channel, they can actually message each other uh, on Utreon now. Oh, that's um, cool. No, did not notice. Yeah, cool. so on YouTube, you have to, like, sh I guess, share your email, you know, like an animal mm -hmm. in a comment. Um, <laughs> like an animal. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, actually, that's a feature YouTube used to have. They had mm -hmm. uh, a messaging. It was kind of weird. It was like writing an email almost, uh, and then they hit it, and then they deleted it, just like everybody's channels. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so yeah, we're we're uh, we're getting a lot of obviously we're getting a lot of uh, gun troopers on uh, with what's been going on, and um, you know the the ideal way to to use Utreon I was uh, mentioning before we started was 
you know, it's have YouTube as your reach, your discovery, getting you people. And that's the opening of the funnel. And then your goal is really get them on Utreon as actual supporters. Uh, because our business model is, you know, to basically do what Patreon does, but for video. So if you're a YouTuber, we're 10 times better than Patreon because we have your whole video library. We can make it so you can make videos, you know, available to specific tiers of supporters. And the goal is really to be financially independent from YouTube and to give you a release valve from YouTube. So Ian from Forgotten Weapons, he's been doing this for a while. You know, he'll do a video and he'll say, okay, I'm going to, and this is before the recent rule change, but, you know, he'll say, uh, I'm going to cover this, uh, you know, full automatic weapon. Um, and then halfway through the video, or before he actually fires it, you know, he says, we're shifting onto Utreon right now. Mm-hmm. And um, so everybody shifts over. They watch it on, on Utreon. He doesn't get his channel banned on YouTube. It's 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 a perfect system, and he gets subscriptions. So you know, the the more subscriptions he gets on Utreon, the more support from his actual you know people that watch and love what he does. You know, the least the less he's reliant on ads on on YouTube. It's perfect. Yeah. The other thing I remember is uh, percentage wise, you guys take a smaller cut than places like Patreon, right? Because that was kind of a selling yeah. point for for adver- or for content creators. Yeah, we take 5% plus processing. Uh, Patreon, they have like a 5 8 and 12% plan, um, but it's kind of one of those things where you're kind of crazy not to take the 8% plan. That's sort of the plan we assume 95% plus people are on. Um, so yeah, we're, we have better pricing than Patreon and way better service because if you're on Patreon, they want you to open a Vimeo account and pay to store your video. Um, or, or stream. Um, and the workflows on Patreon are kind of crazy what people do. I mean, they'll, they'll basically have to, like, let's say they want to give early access to their Patreons. They'll do an unlisted video on YouTube, and then they'll put the link in a Patreon post, and then the link can just get pirated because it's just an unlisted video. Mm-hmm. And then they have to remember to publish the video. So it's a crazy workflow. So you know, this is one example where Ian from Forgotten Weapons, he self-uploads to Utreon. He doesn't use a sync. Um, and he actually asked us for an actual scheduler, an early release system. And we built what we think is um, it's, it's really cool. I, I just discovered it the other day while I was putting stuff up. And I was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. You can early release to different classes of people, different groups. Like, it's pretty neat. It's actually really cool. You subscribers can get it first. Uh, before it goes live to like general audience, it's a it's a well designed system. Yeah, that's I did I wasn't even aware of that, and I think mm-hmm. so. There's a whole bunch of things we have to talk about, and I think one of them is with all of this stuff that's freshly newly going on with YouTube. I think people have always had different alternatives. What I'm hearing the alternatives coming up, a lot of people saying, "Hey, go on Rumble." Um, I don't know. I'm not necessarily interested in knocking Rumble, but I don't, I don't have a lot of faith in them. I appreciate what you guys have been, what you guys have been able to do, and the benefit that we initially started out with is that we can sign up for Utreon and then you pull all the content over, you know, and that's a cool thing. I think some other people had that. Then you guys were actually able to allow folks to go live. That's why we moved over here a couple of years ago. Um, then I remember you adding a feature where, let's say, like right now, if people give us money, Babyface P will get 
half of that money. That was really cool. Another mm-hmm. another benefit here, and I've been like telling people over and over again of why they should really think seriously about Utreon is that it's you being on, we can communicate with you. If we have problems, we could talk to you. And like you just mentioned with Ian, you know, um, he comes up with a really good idea. You guys figure out how to implement it. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. Like, what, yeah. What more can you ask for? The collaboration feature you just mentioned, that was uh, mm-hmm. Matthias' idea. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right. Okay, talking, that's true. Mm-hmm. We're talking to a really big creator right now. Um, he's, uh, I, I told you guys who it was before before he started, but it's uh, nothing's official yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's asking for mass find replace descriptions. So, you know, if you have several thousand videos and you want to change, you know, one sentence in every description, he wants to be able to do that in you know, 10 seconds. So, okay. That'll that take us, mm-hmm. that'll take us like a week to do. No big okay. deal. Um, wow. you know, try to ask rumble to do something. Right. That's really cool. Um, yeah. And I don't want to get into who it is either because you know, I, I definitely don't want to like step on any toes, the, but what would be the, the benefit of that? Mm-hmm. The, I was just going to say the lightweight nature of having a team that's agile like that, that somebody can say, Hey, we have this idea. The team can, can chew over mm-hmm. it and go, that's actually a really good idea, good idea, and then implement it within a week. That's impressive. It takes mm-hmm. you. It would take YouTube six to eight months to implement anything, anything, because it has so many channels it has to go through. They're not gonna, and then they're also not gonna do anything for us. No, the, no, no, the, no, 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 no. The last yeah. time I spoke to YouTube on my call, I literally had three lawyers. So YouTube made an appointment with me. They told me they wanted to talk to me about some rule changes. This is them deciding that I can't do this while I'm live. Yeah, that was okay. that one. And on my call were three lawyers, no less than three lawyers on that call. Which, And then I said to them, how are you going to know if I do this or I'm playing a video or showing a picture? And they're like, easy, we're going to have people actually watching you. And then, and then I got a bunch. Of, then I got a bunch of like red flags, I guess, on the channel and my and my reach and all that um, started to be stunted. Um, and and I have to say that so sometimes I think the last time we did it was New Year's Eve. We actually go back to YouTube. We don't have any guns and we go live just to do it, as Ed was saying to remind folks that we're over here on Utreon. You know, so sometimes we do that. But what I found is we actually get more views on Utreon. Granted, you know, we don't have as many eyeballs on Utreon yet, but we get more views from our videos on Utreon than we do on YouTube slash Who Moved My Freedom. And we have like 8,000 followers over there. I mean, that's that's slowly growing. So I don't know if you've noticed that with anyone else. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that that's pretty nuts. Um, and it makes it obvious that they're throttling people over there. Um, yeah, we, we're starting to get channels that have pretty impressive follower accounts. Um, you know, we have some firearms channels with 20,000 followers. Uh, you know, it's starting to get pretty impressive. On, on Utreon, nice. they've got 20,000. Wow. That's, yeah. that's really big. That's really yeah, big for Utreon. Yeah. What do you think the overall yeah. eyeballs number is? Like the aud- general audience, whole channel, uh, whole platform. Uh, several thousand active users a day. Uh, okay. It obviously varies. Mm-hmm. You know, some days it'll go ballistic. We'll get we'll get like fifty thousand mm-hmm. um, active users during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, several thousand, you know, a dozen thousand is uh, pretty mm-hmm. average. Okay. 
What would be like, uh, what's a pie in the sky goal for you right now? Like if you hit this number, you'd be like, wow, that's amazing. We got to hire, we got to get, you know, get some more speed or something in here. So it's, uh, the interesting thing is like, there's, you got to be really careful running, running a business, running a startup, like really knowing what are the KPIs that matter, meaning, you know, key performance indicators. Mm -hmm. Um, for us before we had subscriptions, so this was very early on, maybe three years ago, almost. Um, you know, the number of users we had, that was really important to us. Um, today we almost don't even care. Um, so we, we passed a while ago, a hundred thousand and really, really what we care about is channels that are properly using us, meaning they're getting subscriptions. They're, um, they're transitioning from Patreon, um, and all the other ways to get supported and they're just focusing on their Utreon. Like that's the thing that moves the needle for us. So when we're talking about growth internally, we're looking at subscription counts. Um, mm -hmm. And okay. you know, our, our, our long-term vision is really like all these platforms that think they're going to replace YouTube, they don't get it. Like there's network effects on YouTube and there's nothing you can do about those network effects. Nobody's going to shut down their – we've actually had some people say they want to shut down their YouTube channel. We even tell them, don't do it. That's crazy. Um the business model is, you know, for, for channels, it's get your support on Utreon, so you're financially independent, you have your re release valve, keep YouTube as the opening of the funnel. And then for us, the business model where we want to see ourselves in like five years, mm -hmm. um, first of all, uh, really doing significant, making significant inroads um, versus Patreon uh, because we're... Like we're literally 10x better than Patreon, if you're a YouTuber. You know, Patreon wasn't initially made for 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 video. It was just you know YouTube shot itself in the foot in 2016, and that was a huge opportunity for Patreon. But Patreon's not built for video. We are, so we're already 10 times better. We have pretty amazing features like you know a video playlist. You set it as a show. It's automatically a podcast feed now. You yeah. know everything turns into MP3. Like stuff nobody has. Mm -hmm. um, automatic integration of your merch, no matter what you're using. Um, so, so yeah, we're, we're th that's the plan right now. It's uh, take on Patreon, and then as we grow, we can actually have network effects. So we already have some of this. So, uh, you know, let's say Ian Ian did a, a video about a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. Um, you know, we saw people coming on and subscribing to five channels at once because they noticed because we're a video platform, they can actually see channels that they know and they can subscribe to all of them at once. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to build network effects in the niches where we have a, a presence like firearms. Um, and the really long-term vision, more than five years, is, you know, let YouTube be the Dropbox of the internet for video. We want to have premium creators we want to have creators that put effort into what they're doing that aren't just you know treating it as like a small little side hobby um people that are that are wanting to build communities and actually build support and financial independence so you know it's kind of like ios versus android um you know it depends on the country it depends on the continent really but let's say android has in europe you know 80 percent of the market and, and ios is 20 percent of the market but you know it's pretty well known that iOS has 80% of the value in terms of um, uh, transaction value. So mm -hmm. uh, we want to build a, a situation where 
you know, YouTube is the mass market thing and we, we, you know, we build something that's pretty significant that can actually not compete on YouTube's own territory, which is mass market, but, you know, have like a really solid ecosystem where people are making money and really building, you know, small businesses because all these, you know, content creators yourselves, you're actually small businesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it's just tragic that YouTube could just pull the rug out from under you by changing the rules, not just for us as gun guys. I think obviously we're particularly targeted, but I've seen them do it to lots of different people by changing the rules. Patrick, we got a minute. Well, do you have anything you want to cover in that time? No, I just, I, I agree with just about everything said here. Um, I would love to get my reach back, but I have a feeling that even if I don't get the reach that I wanted, because again, I only had 35,000. It wasn't massive, that's, massive. That's I wasn't, not a small thing, man. I mean, that's, there's a lot of people. It wasn't massive. That yeah, but still, that was a lot of work you put into it. It makes me mad. <laughs> it makes yes, me mad. Yes, yes. Um, because you put I, a lot I of work into that, it, and, and that's a, it's a big deal to get to that number on YouTube. I think that the the good thing with what's going on with things burning down and with Utreon is that this is going to be that the whole uh, tide rises all ships. I believe that 100%. Folks are going to come over and go, oh, my God, here's this channel. Oh, shit, here's this. Let me go this guy. Let me go watch this. It, I think that that's going to happen in time. Per totally. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get into this more. We're going to take a quick break. Walther Arms has been making concealed carry handguns for over 90 years, starting with the PPK. Today, Walther is based in the good old U.S. of A. and still builds quality firearms like the PPQ and PDP for personal defense and competition. So when you're in the market, please consider Walther Arms. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Walther Arms. All right, we are back here. By the way, you know, um, yeah, I I know you're taking it more stoically than me, Patrick. <laughs> I get there's that. Nothing, I appreciate there's nothing it, but I it makes do. me mad. <laughs> there's no point in me getting mad about it. That's the thing that I figured because there's I, I have no control over it. There's nothing I can do. So yeah. why get all uptight about it when look for the next horizon? Um, I, I've thought about creating another channel to mm – -hmm. That's not under the thumb of YouTube. That is all completely advertiser friendly. That can be used as a, solely a funnel. Uh, I've really thought about that a lot lately. I just haven't gotten to that point yet. Yeah. But it's it's been it's been on my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if you listen, I hope, I wish, I pray, <laughs> if there's anyone out there that can help us get Patrick's channel back, I think there's still like some small infinitesimal hope of that that we can make that happen. If not. Hey, well, you know, we could start again and build it up, maybe do it that way and avoid those um, issues. My channel hasn't gone and I hope that it doesn't go. And if we can get through this storm, I'm I'm just going to put all my gun stuff on Utreon and then make videos on YouTube on uh, YouTube slash Hank Strange to say, you know, what, just exactly what Ed was saying that that, yeah. you know, uh, Forgotten Weapons is doing. I'm just going to say, hey, you want you want to see this? You should go over to Utreon and check it out totally innocuous advertiser friendly so it, it hits the algorithm correctly and yeah. then well i can't show you this here it, it's totally free if you click on the link below and it'll take you mm -hmm. right over there and if you want to subscribe while you're there even better <laughs> yeah absolutely that's how i feel yeah and i've also noticed uh there's so many things but i've also noticed that if you google if you google stuff um if so if you so for example i'll just show you guys here from my phone if you google utreon babyface p it actually yeah. comes up 
So I know that seems like a little thing, but it's not a no, little SEO. thing. No, SEO. SEO's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So stuff will come up, and that is really cool. I know in the here, beginning we weren't necessarily seeing that that much. Question so. here. I did have one question, and I asked it in the Utreon Discord. By the way, if you're a content creator, you can join the Utreon Discord. There's only like 80 dudes in there. And they're dudes. 80 content creators. It could be women or men. I don't know. Um and a handful of Utrion employees. So the chances of you getting your question answered are super, super high. So, um, But one of the questions I had was, is there currently a way to curate what is seen? So anytime I go live with Hank, it automatically sticks it on my channel. Is there any way to curate that so only my content is seen or I can move his to like a separate section? Like things that I'm in aren't on my main page, but maybe are somewhere else? Good question. Uh, so... So you have, so your main page is only going to show content that is uploaded to your channel or lives that are from your channel, and you can set individual videos to private or, or not private. Um, we actually do have people that want to be able to cross uh, cross display uh, videos, meaning, for example, you could have a live stream with Hank, and then it would be on both your channels. We don't actually don't have that yet. So, okay, so real mm. quick, Hank, if you go back to that, what you were just showing. Right, okay. Um, here. Just bring your you phone back up. Yeah, you were talking you can about see, uh, up here, You can right? see at the top, the latest video is Hank's yeah. podcast. Right. I'm not sure why or how, but it shows his podcast as, as my latest video. And if you look through my content, it's like one of my videos and then a bunch of podcasts, and then one of my videos and podcasts. I'm not right. sure now, why this is it's just a that. general search. I'm not sure that this... No, no, you're on direction. my channel. You're, oh, you're on my channel. Okay. okay. I, I think so. We might have actually implemented it. Um, if mm. you're a collaborator on a video, it shows up. I that's think. what I thought. Oh, yeah, that's okay, what I thought okay. was happening. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So if you collab on a video and I get tagged cool. in it, then it yeah. it puts it to m the only thing is now I want to be able to separate and say don't show. Is it possible to not show collab videos? Uh, we'd have to have that as a as an option, but yeah. Okay. Not that as okay. An just an idea. I'm gonna send an email to one to somebody there and say, hey, here's an idea. Yeah. I understand you want to you want to make sure that people are seeing what you want them to see. You don't yeah. necessarily want that to be overridden. That makes sense to me. Um, Go back to your thing real quick and click on. I'll show you okay, what I'm kind of uh, saying. So uh, scroll down and click on like all videos. What do you see? All it's videos. right there at the top, right there under latest video, right on the right. All videos. All videos. Boom. Uh, and now scroll through them. You'll see there's a lot of podcasts that I'm that I'm part of. I guess keep going, keep going. Yeah, right. There's a yeah. podcast. There's a podcast. There's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know that's that. That makes it tough for you to show people what you want them to see. I guess. Yeah, that was my only. That was my only <laughs> no, issue. That makes sense. I think it's yeah. a cool feature. Uh, but yeah, just it it it's hard for me to like tailor the experience of what I want folks to see. No, I think but, it takes away from the it takes away from the, from your own personal creative control. I understand. Yeah, that. just just yeah. was just a, a thing that I ran into the other no, day. But the I think collab, it makes sense. the mm -hmm. collabing thing. If if Hank wasn't running a nightly podcast that I do once or twice a week, mm -hmm. the collabing thing is a really cool idea because you could somebody could post up a video say this is a collab with so and so, and then it splits it to both channels, which is really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that was sort of the uh, the imagined kind of use case. Mm -hmm. um, your use case is like if you're 
you know, you're, you're collaborating so often that, yeah. It yes. Just, yeah, it's, it's, it gets overwhelming. Only, we, we are the 1% that is going to cause issues because of how Hank does things. Oh. <laughs> um, That's good. Yeah. No, I understand. I completely understand. And I think it is important. Like, it's important for his own, you know, his own, his own thing that he does that people who are looking for babyface see like the babyface content and then you know and then maybe somewhere i don't know if there's a way to create a playlist to separate that or or separate it by category or something i'm not sure yeah go for it oh you can't really create a playlist for other people's videos um essentially what we did is we're in the videos where you're a collaborator uh, we just have to add a setting to uh, disable that. Yeah, yeah. Based, either disable collaboration or just a toggle where you can say hide from channel. Like, yeah. I'm looking at the... Uh, or no, not, not disable collaboration, but just like hide collaborations from mm-hmm. channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That would be perfect. That would, that would give me exactly what I need. Uh, but yeah. anyways, I don't want to force your hand. It's just an idea. No, I think I think from from there from you got from Utreon's point of view, it's a good thing to let everyone know, especially so for example, if Forgotten Weapons came on here <laughs> live which they you know, I'll be happy to have Ian or anyone else come on. That'll be awesome. Yeah, you know, you want that to go out as like, hey, a main event is going on on the platform that you want to see, right? And that's the reason why you can kind of like change you know, any money and stuff like that that's given because they obviously have a bigger audience and I could say, hey, dude, I will give you all of that or like 75% of it or whatever. And that that all really works out well, right? Because now his audience gets to see what we're doing. Some of them become our audience and all of that. But, you know, what you're saying makes sense as well. Uh, We got some questions or comments in here. Let me take some of those on if that's okay, just so that uh, we don't get too lost. I'm trying to go back here. I think uh, we had one from Real Cujo who was saying something along the lines of he wants to uh, he wants to be able to to look at this on like a like an Apple TV app or something like that. Hey, you guys working on that? I'm trying to see if I can actually find that because it kind of yeah. gone. So right now we have uh, in terms of clients, we have obviously the website. Uh, we have iOS, Android, and Android TV. Mm-hmm. Um, we could launch into doing the Apple TV app right now, but um, we have to catch up on the iOS client, which is actually a little bit behind the Android client right now. Mm-hmm. So before we add another client, we want to uh, uh, you know, get, get everything uh, uh, up mm-hmm. to level. So, I, I mean, we're, we're getting so many requests for like Roku and Samsung, yeah. LG. Yeah. You have to resist just, the temptation to just like just wait till you get a request. I don't, I don't know if you've gotten one yet, but I imagine I remember when I was working at a, a tech firm that uh, we we were a streaming a music streaming service that was trying to compete with Spotify back right out of college, you know, named Groove Sharp. And I remember people asking us at the time, "Hey, can we get a Windows client, like a Windows Phone client?" And it's like there's like six people in the entire world that have windows phones. We're not, why would we waste our time on that? Nobody, nobody has that. No. <laughs> um, I was just hearing about I mean, we, Shark we the other day. I've had mm-hmm. a number of Apple TV requests in all fairness, mm-hmm. like in the last two weeks. But uh, yeah, I think Apple yeah. TV is a big one. It's what I watch stuff it on. It is. So, yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. big one. Uh, there, there's a lot of folks out there. Is it difficult to do? Is it difficult to do it? in so far as just getting a proof, by apple or just you know no it's it's you know there's two things you have to consider there's one implementation 
Okay, mm -hmm. so that's going to take a little bit of time. Fine. Mm -hmm. um, but two is maintenance. You know, you've added another client that has to be maintained. Let's say we add a feature. Well, now it has to be updated across every client. Um, so the maintenance is where you're really like, you know, if you're just naively doing things, you can say, oh yeah, well, it'll take a couple of weeks. We can build up a, a pretty basic client, but it's like, mm -hmm. wait, now you have to, maintain it. so are you ready to maintain it? So mm -hmm. that's the, that's okay. the calculus. And how does that mesh with the phone apps? Cause I know that's another question or comment I get from people along these lines of like, what's up with the phone app? I can't comment and stuff. And I know even, you know, as a YouTuber, when I look at the stats, lots of YouTube views are on phones. So where are you guys at with that? So this is a case where the Android app is ahead of the, the iOS app. Mm -hmm. So the Android app has live chat uh, during streams. The iOS app does not have live chat yet during streams. So that's a big, uh, a big issue we have to uh, resolve in the next uh, month or two. Okay. All right. For for anybody that's not aware, if you've never worked in development, especially app development, not not like computer development, um, Android is super super easy to deal with. One, there are a lot of guys that know how to, to to write with write in Android, and you don't need any special setup. Like, so a lot of dudes can sit down and learn coding for Android because you can just spin up like uh, uh, the SDK and learn it. Where on Apple, there are a lot of guardrails keeping you. You have to have a MacBook or uh, OS X. Um, you have to have an account with um, Apple to be able to publish anything. Um, th there's like so much in the way to even getting to where you want to like learn that a bunch of dudes are on Android. And it's simpler. To update a Google Play Store app typically is way simpler. Um, where I, I remember Apple being a massive pain in the rear to get anything pushed through because they they want to like code review everything that comes in, and that takes a lot of time. I'm pretty sure they're still like that. <laughs> they are. No, no, I, I believe they are, and it's it's a massive pain. Yeah. Like yeah, it, uh, it's, it's not quite. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, pick. It's not literally code review. They're not looking at your code, but they are reviewing the app. Like, really yeah, they review your app. Mm -hmm. We yeah. um back when I was working at my previous not my previous company two companies ago we were an enterprise studio we did everything. Um, I remember. It was always a fight, and when we had uh, GitHub pushed, when we would push something new to GitHub and then say, let's publish it out, it was like, we knew if we, if I submitted something to the Google Play Store at 8 o'clock one morning, by lunchtime, typically we would have a reply back saying, yep, it's live, or here's the button to take it live whenever you're ready. Apple, we always had to plan like three or four days out before we could get anything live, so you have to like schedule that, because you don't want... But, you know, a lot of times you don't want them to be separate. You want them to be the same uh, updates going out at the same time. But it's a real pain in the butt working with Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to argue that. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Alaska Gundad says, as a guy who does not use the YouTube app or watch logged in, the nice thing about GunStreamer and Full30 was having a feed of gun stuff without having to log in. Uh, he says he's a bit of a Luddite. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> as a lot of gun guys are. A lot of gun guys are. So Yes, yes. There are still dudes that swear by magazines. Uh, well, wouldn't it make it easier also in the same uh, train of thought that we're having if, like, you could just go to the website and not really have to log in and see it, even to, like, get that on your TV? So, you know, like a workaround, wouldn't that make it easier if you could do that? 
Exactly. So it, it doesn't really go with our business model. So YouTube mm -hmm. is like, a Dropbox a video for the internet. They they mm -hmm. business models ads. You don't have to be logged in for the ad to build revenue for them. Mm -hmm. um, for us, in terms of you know building a business, we need people to be logged in uh, and better yet subscribed. So actually okay. supporting the content okay. they're watching. So for us, it's it's just a question of that. Um, even YouTube though. You know, you have to be logged in to use the apps, uh, just the website. You can be a guest. Okay. Um, and for oh, us, yeah, that, that's true. Search, mm -hmm. You know, you could be not logged in and search for for a particular gun tuber, and you'll you'll find the content fine. Um, mm -hmm. But we do prefer if you're logged in. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see what else here we can come up with. Uh, shout out to Gorillas and Guns. I see he's out there uh, as well as Shooting Gallery Ne. Um, Let's see what we got going on. Gorillas and Guns says, how can you watch and see the chat at the same time? Doesn't seem to work on the phone. I think we were already Android. talking about If you're on Android, supposedly it works great. Uh, right. iOS, I guess, doesn't. Yeah, he says, I'm on Android, but not using the app. That could be why. <laughs> yeah, if you're on the website, it might be different. Yeah. And uh, ask yeah, the, the warrior. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the website UI for watching the video and having the live chat is not great. Mm -hmm. uh, again, something we have to improve, but the Android app is, is good for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think this is the way it goes. I know from my point of view, I'm definitely not beating up on you, but I also understand like people want it to be better. You know, I've always told people we've got to use something. It's got to be worth it for you guys to do this, you know? So you guys need the eyeballs, you need advertisers. Like, so the firearms industry, a lot, a lot of the folks out there which are getting shut down by YouTube or having problems on a whole bunch of different places, you know, they need to come over and support you guys. And the people need to, to watch this stuff, even though it might, you know, you have to jump through a few hoops in order to do it, just to make this work. If you don't participate, it's tough to make the thing work, right? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the, the firearms industry is, you know, they're so used to not advertising on YouTube at this point that maybe <laughs> yes. they don't realize that mm -hmm. they can actually advertise. Um, and we actually have, you know, a lot of eyeballs, especially in this niche, firearms. Um, mm -hmm. So at some point, we assume that, you know, some firearms manufacturers or, you know, potential advertisers are going to want to advertise and, you know, we have a system ready for it. Okay. So is there something we can do do to help with that? You have zero firearms industry advertisers, right? Correct. Yeah, find some for them. Yeah. So what can we do to help with that? I mean, and, and the bigger question even is like, what can, you know, myself, Patrick, the folks watching, people who may watch this later, what can we do to help you guys out? So uh, basically just making connections, uh, you know, referring people to us. Um, you know, people that want to actually try advertising, try something new. Um, off, again, it's, it's something able to do basically. Off of after this, uh, do you guys have a, do you have like, I don't know if you want to say it out loud, but do you have like advertising at utreon.com or something like that for advertising? Or do you have a, an ad team that you, we could send folks to? Is that something we could discuss after this? Cause we, we know a lot of people. <laughs> So, so we don't have uh, we don't have an ad team. We basically we built the capability to have ads. Um, we did not build yet the capability to you know have ad revenue and, and distribute it to creators. Um, but we did so. But we have done two things that um, 
make it so that any ads we do have would be indirectly monetized. So mm -hmm. first of all, um, subscribing to a channel means you don't see ads on that channel. Mm -hmm. Getting Utreon Plus, which is, so the background is we dogfooded our own system, we created a platform level subscription called Utreon Plus. Um, getting Utreon Plus means you don't see ads across any channels. Um, the advantage for the creators is 55% of the Utreon Plus revenue goes to the creators proportionally to what the person with Utreon Plus watched. So if someone had Utreon Plus for you know, $9.99 a month, um, $5.50 or uh, after processing actually, so a little bit less, so let's say roughly $5, um, and let's say they only watched your two channels equally, you know, each of you would get $2.50 per month from that. Okay. So um, because, the, because subscribing to your specific channel or getting Utron Plus and watching your channel are two ways to avoid the ads and that gets you revenue, ads are effectively indirectly monetized. So you know, the, the only question mark for us is um, right now to the extent that we do have these dummy ads, which are like 4K widescreen upscale ads from which, um, you know, some people don't like some really like them um, <laughs> they're I old they were great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's it's um, a good it's a good placeholder it's good we, to show people the system works not not just a placeholder but you need to generate impression data so you can then go out and say here's what we can offer you at this set price because mm -hmm. um, it's all based uh, again I, I funny enough I've done so much I used to work in advertising as well uh, as an ad trafficker of all things and it's all based on impression data you have to be able to guarantee we can get you this many eyes. For this amount of time, here's the price. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so, so, so to talk, <laughs> but yeah, basically, um, you know, the, the the only open question mark is maybe if we have real ads, our creators going to say, "Hey, we want to split from that ad," mm -hmm. and now we have to build the, all that entire mechanism. Yeah. You know, the mm -hmm. hope is the indirect monetization will suffice to start. Right. We're going to take a quick break. We're coming right back. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like High Point Firearms and Full Forge Gear, bags and gear for everyday life. Did you know High Point is an American family-owned and operated company located in Ohio with over 30 years of manufacturing experience? High Point is proud to be the home of the working man's gun and your source for affordable handguns and carbines with a lifetime warranty. So when you're in the market, please consider High Point. Uh, by the way, just some quick housekeeping stuff since we just mentioned High Point. Take a look at this picture. This is uh, this is something that's getting shipped out to us, Patrick. We're going to be shooting it soon. <laughs> 10 uh, millimeter, the, okay. the 10 millimeter yeet cannon <laughs> with red dot. <laughs> is uh coming in our direction very soon so we'll be able to share that with you guys and um, as we're saying here those kind of videos you guys are probably going to see on Utreon, and you'll have to see it you know we'll figure out how we're going to get people over another thing gorillas and guns says he got on the app things are working better so there you go and Perfect. um yeah asthma warrior says he loves the retro ads i so. think they're awesome like it gave me a serious <laughs> nostalgia trip. Right. I was watching something the other day on Utreon, and the ad mm -hmm. came up, and I was like, that, that brings me way back to my my youth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, here's, here's my thing. Like, I understand why people are concerned 
about the ad revenue, right? I mean, as you said, if you're someone professionally creating this content on a repeated basis, right? I've always told people, I feel like you should be compensated for that. However, the thing is, in an early stage of what you guys are doing like this, I would prefer that you guys find a way for it to be monetizable for you so that you actually exist when I need you. That's, I'm, I've on the same boat. I am of the same boat that the company needs to exist for us to be able to use it. So that's first yeah. and foremost. I'm, I also don't do this professionally, so it's a little different. Yeah, but I think we I think we'll get that stuff worked out. I think we need to start with getting the industry. I've said it over and over again. And by the way, I have seen some firearms industry categories advertising on YouTube. I've seen holsters. I've seen two uh, A organizations advertising over there. I'm trying to think of what else. I think I've seen um, some of the insurance guys advertising on YouTube. So it's not it's not true to say that no one in the firearms industry advertises on YouTube, but you know, definitely there's an opportunity here with Utreon for people to come over. So if folks are listening to me from the industry and you're looking for this, like, hey, hit me up, reach out to me, Patrick, or it's very easy to, I think, to get in touch with Utreon. Um, you know, Ed, can you give us like the elevator pitch of why a company out there would want to advertise with Utreon? Well, yeah, so you know, like you said, there's there's accessories and, and things like that that you know, two A organizations that are able to advertise, but you know, the meat and potatoes is, you know, firearms and that's that itself isn't possible. Um, and you know, we're we're building a lot of momentum in the firearms community. Uh, you know, there's some flash in the pan platforms and there's rumble and there's all these different things that have you know, no, no concrete plans to actually be financially viable for the channels that they're getting on. Um, we think we've put a lot of thought into the platform we've built. We're, um, you know, accumulating serious creators that are using us properly, and and um, and you know, we're actually getting a lot of real views and dedicated people, people that are subscribing, you know, people that actually are are spending money, um, and are willing to you know put their money where their mouth is. In terms of supporting the content, and I'm sure they'd love to buy firearms. And so, you know, if if you would like to advertise your products, um, you know, we're here and we're building, you know, a really important audience and and a very you know an audience that actually has budget to spend. Okay, and and let's say someone was interested in that, how do they get in touch? Uh, and I think Patrick might have something else there. Yeah. Uh, just. Uh, Utreon.com, top right account menu, uh, there's a contact link, um, you know, just email even the, the general uh, email address and we'll, uh, we'll get in touch with you. Okay. Patrick, did you? Uh, no, I was just going to say that from my understanding, there is, you can get some out, outdoor content onto YouTube, outdoor advertising onto YouTube, but trying to get firearms is... Firearms and firearms accessories, I believe, is just they they will laugh at you if you try to advertise with them. YouTube just yeah. won't do it. I see Asper Warrior saying, I saw Springfield Armory Saint ad the other day on YouTube, which That's is interesting. Surprising. I wonder if they're hurting enough that they have to do that now. I'm going to say that they probably so some people are in a network, right? So what that means on YouTube, I don't know if Ed's familiar with this or not. 
But there's these advertising networks that you can get into if, like, you have to have certain numbers, blah, blah, blah. I'm actually in one of those networks on YouTube. And my understanding of what they do, they're going out there and bringing in advertisers and they have a direct relationship with YouTube, you know. So I'm assuming that some of that betting? is, yeah, some of that is like bringing in the firearms industry as well in some very limited cases. So I know I've seen some stuff like this, but, you know, not as widespread. So, um, you know, what, what, what do you think about this, Ed? Um, you know, YouTube is going in one direction. So mm -hmm. they're, the, you know, to the extent they have some stuff, their, their rules are just getting, you know, more and more prohibitive. Um, and, you know, people that are selling things, people that are in the industry and, and want to sell to, to, you know, people that want to buy, you know, there's a market there, um, but the market's not being made and it's, um, you know, less and less of it is being made on YouTube. So, you know, to the extent that we think we're going to be the platform that really, you know, because we're taking, taking what we're doing seriously and, and really doing what we need to do to get all the firearms, uh, YouTubers on, you know, we think we're going to be the platform to, to establish a presence, um, especially for advertisers, because again, you know, we're focused on subscribers. Subscribers are people that, you know, are actually supporting what they're watching and um, they're probably much more likely to, to purchase product if you have, you know, really good products to show. You know, mm -hmm. you, you just need the reach and, and we're having more and more of that. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would even argue that the, uh, the folks that are looking at gun videos, um, you know, these tend to be people that have money. I, I don't want to say this in like a bad way, but if you own more than a couple of guns, you got to have some, some kind of money. It's not a, like a yeah. cheap oh, yeah. thing. To gun do. guys like spending money on new guns too. <laughs> guns, ammo, accessories. My favorite yeah. thing is when I, I have the, the new AK sitting next to me and I'm already mm -hmm. looking like, how do I accessorize it? What do I want? What sling do I want to put on it? What flashlight do I need? Like yeah. all that sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw a, a tweet, a tweet from uh, Coleon Noir I guess he's sick right now, and he's you know he's home trying to figure out what to put on his Daniel Defense SBR. I mean, exactly. Like, what else do you do? <laughs> yeah, no, I I'm looking at lights and lasers yeah. and right. what I'm gonna what I'm gonna do to this thing. Yeah, so I think and and I think those folks are interested in other things as well, right? Like gun guys tend to be very outdoorsy people. You know, they like to get out and do things. Um, they tend to have you know money. They're out there working or they've worked a lot of their lives and retired and all that kind of stuff so this is a good market to advertise to in my opinion and people probably need to you know consider that here and realize like for me all my content shows up on utreon right so even the stranger palooza stuff the van stuff is over on utreon what other kind of content do you guys have ed so uh we have topics for you know basically anything uh under the sun um uh, yeah, we were actually, we have a lot of, uh, gaming channels that are coming on. Um, we're, we've broken out actually this, uh, this fall in France. So we're actually getting a lot of French content. Mm -hmm. Um, that's interesting. Topic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, in fact, like on the front page, you'll even see, we, we launched a movie, um, that's for rental and sale. Um, oh, so okay. this is a movie. 
Okay. Uh, it was in a uh, in a couple Parisian uh, theaters. It's a movie that's critical of um, or a parody of, I guess, wokeness and uh, sort of the pandemic uh, hysteria, sort of okay. the uh, more extreme, you know, versions of it. And um, yeah, it, it got subtitled into English uh, and German. Okay. And so, yeah, that's available on the front page and, and um, uh, subtitled, and that's pretty cool. Uh, let me see if I could throw that up here and find it. I'm doing this from my phone. Is it The World of Tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, cool. Okay. And, yeah, I'm scrolling through. Seems like there's video game oh, stuff Skyrim? right there. Um, this is, like, yeah, movie reviews, Star Wars stuff. How, you know... How is it decided in your algorithm? Like, explain your algorithm to us. How is it decided what floats up here to the top? Uh, so you probably have a setting. If you were to scroll up, you'd probably see that you're sorting by new. Um, okay. And that means your video timeline is literally just what was last uploaded. Oh, okay. Um, we are going to work on a recommender system. So the way a recommender system works is... Um, you know, let's say both of you, what you guys watch is correlated. Let's say it's like 99%. Mm -hmm. So it's going to know that, uh, if, uh, uh, baby face P watches this, you're going to want to watch it and vice versa. So mm -hmm. that's sort of the basic version of how those systems work. And, uh, we are looking at implementing one later this year. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, did you have, did you have a question, Patrick? No, no, I'm yelling at Marley. Oh, oh food. <laughs> she's she's talking about. Oh. She's trying to figure out dinner, and right. I'm trying to. I have a Discord chat going with her because she's in the bedroom. And oh lord! No. Seriously, does anybody does anybody else's uh, significant other talk like a church mouse, and then gets angry at you oh. when you go, "I'm sorry, oh, yes. I didn't hear you," because you talk like we're inside a library? Yes, Lola <laughs> does that to me. All and the then, time. and then, yeah, Drives then you say nuts. something, and they get even quieter, and you're like, "I, I can't hear you. I'm sorry." You know what? She gets mad. She gets mad when I bring it up. But the proof yeah. that it happens is if I go to like a drive-in, you know, um, like Chick Fil A or something with her, and she's ordering, they can't hear her. And then, if, <laughs> and then if I go, you see, you see what I'm seeing? That's then cool. I get it's in extra trouble. Yeah. Marley, Marley will pull up to a drive-thru and say something. And go, Excuse me, what? I'm like, I just lean over her lap and I go, we want this and this because this. I'm super loud. I'm, the, I'm, I'm like two, two and a half X her. Right. Yeah. It's uh, so I'm, I'm happy to see that I'm not the only one. Um, She's giving me frowny faces on Discord. <laughs> Lola gets so mad, but I think she said like so. Her dad sounded like a little old lady. If you ever heard her dad talk, he just sounded like a little old lady. Um, my younger son has that same thing. He talks, talks to you. He could. It's weird. He could project his voice like me if he wants to. So yes. that's like a family thing with my my people. We can yes. project our voice. But I, he'll go into that thing and he'll just talk like a little quiet old lady. Like, like right, like real close. Like you have to be real close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. I got a thing from Jade Gru says, does Utreon have plans to do something like how Twitch does in-game drops? Which I wouldn't even know what the hell that is. Oh, that's... What I is that? don't know exactly what that is. Yeah, Patrick, I, can, I mean, is I can imagine from the words, but I... Yeah. 
so if I if I know what he's talking about, I believe what he's saying is with uh, um, the other service, uh, the streaming service. What was it called? Uh, Streaming service? Netflix? No, the one that you just said that he just asked about. Oh, Um, uh, Twitch, 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 Twitch. Twitch. Mm -hmm. Gosh, it went right out of my brain. The way Twitch has things is you can do basically sponsored content comes in. A game will come out and uh, they will sponsor a whole bunch of streams. And within that, every five minutes that you watch a stream or every 10 minutes or 30 minutes, whatever, they will drop an item into your inventory. And then you can link that back to your game and get like a skin or get something like that. So there's like sponsored drops that happen throughout. And, And it's a little bit different because it's a stream. So a lot of folks will stream for six hours and you'll have people on there for two, three hours. So it's slightly different, but I believe that's what he's talking about. Interesting. So it's almost like a raffle, I guess. It's uh, it's like a raffle, but it's not. It's like as long as you hit the time frame, as long as you're there for 30 minutes, you're guaranteed the drop. Um, So it's not like it's not like you're all vying for it. It's everybody that sits and watches so and so stream for 30 minutes. Get this gets this one for today. Uh, tomorrow, if you check back in and watch for 30 minutes, here's this next skin. The next day, here's another skin. And a lot of times they'll do it for like a week. So you'll go to a sponsored stream and watch for your 30 minutes. And then for the day, you get whatever gun skin. Uh, and then you can put it on your character. It's neat. It's really, it's really, really cool. Okay. So, so yeah, it does sound like an interesting mechanism there. You know, uh, Twitch, it sounds like they have things that they can actually... Um, give that are relevant um you know if, if someone had some actual examples of you know what we could uh what we could build um around this concept yeah we, we that's the hard consider. thing i think is figuring out how again this works really well for live streaming video especially video games because it's digital assets that are given out for free by the the company so it's like all they have to do is make a special skin and say this is the sponsored skin for the week, uh, and they can mm. give it out. So uh, again, on video, it's a little different. I, but if if there mm. was a way to make it work, absolutely, it's cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, um, Asper Warrior says just to reiterate, I think it's exactly what Patrick was saying. Twitch has a partnership with some games that allow streamers to re- uh, receive in-game items from their subscribers, actions, and sometimes viewers get rewards for watching streamers. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's a neat. Mm-hmm. It's neat how they have it built in, but it, I, I'm not, I'm not naysaying it. I just, I don't know how you would work it on a 20 minute video or 10 minute video. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we could do something like, uh, so you'll see a lot of, uh, I know that in the military genre on YouTube, so people that are explaining, for example, the Ukraine Russia war, mm-hmm. um, you know, they'll start the video and logo sponsored by world of warships or whatever. Um, yeah, we could potentially do something with them, you know, have a special ship. I don't know. You got to get, uh, God, what's the one that everybody does when they blow up? Um, there's that one video game that everybody has a sponsorship for, and I can't think of the name of it. Hmm. Skyrim Uh, or something. No, no, it's a phone game. Clash of Clans was one for a while. And there's another one now that, you watch a video and somebody will always have that. They will always do that. Sponsored by this one particular <laughs> ad. And it became oh, we, a meme after a certain 
So we have one creator on who's uh, who's pretty big, and um, it's really funny. So he uh, he was we were talking about I don't know how that topic kind of how we got into that topic, but he was like, yeah, I don't do this cash for gold stuff. I don't do warships, battle of clans. Like yep. he, yeah, someone says raid shadow legends. That's it. That's it. Raid shadow, shadow legends. Legend. I knew somebody would come up with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, that was Jade Gru, <laughs> and I, I and Dan hates you. Dan hates you. Also jumping in there with yep. that. Um, if I could make a request, something that I do enjoy, like when when we go back over and do this from YouTube, the ability to see the comments. Um, to so I'm using eCam, right? And uh, the folks from eCam are pretty. They're pretty uh, easygoing, so you might be able to reach out to them. But on YouTube, I could bring in comments and have that thrown up or set up something in Ecamm so that could go up here on the screen somewhere. Do you guys have uh, a way of doing that? Yeah, so so, uh, so I remember you did ask us a while back. I did mm -hmm. not follow up on that. Oh, that's um, okay. I understand. I won't we... hold it against you too much. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh -huh. potentially we would have to... So what we'd want to do is have that implemented with all the major um, services. Mm -hmm. So Restream, um, I think there's a few others. Um, so yeah, it would have to be, we'd have to say, okay, what we're working on this month is let's get that going. Um, mm -hmm. And we'd, we'd do them all at once probably. Okay. Um, I don't know if you want to say right now. Yeah. I, I was just going to ask, out of curiosity, how, what, what's the size of your team? Because, I mean, that obviously dictates a lot about how quickly you can, you know, make content, mm -hmm. make changes. Yeah, so we're a dozen people. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little over bad. half is uh, a little over half is uh, engineering. Um, mm -hmm. The majority, majority engineering. Um, so yeah, it's you know it's a small team. We're pretty nimble. We can you know get things done pretty fast. That uh, that movie that we have on the front. Ooh. Babyface P has a baby. Yeah, Chromie yeah, B. Chromie. He's, Chromie. he's one month old. One month and one, almost. Yeah, one Ed. This is Chrome Vandium. <laughs> That's his internet name is Chrome Vandium. He goes, oh look, he's yeah, he's getting older. <laughs> he's growing up a little bit, right? He's getting yeah. a little thicker. Yeah. Uh, but no, Marley's going to pick Cute up baby. there, so I I got the baby yeah. for the the next thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Whether Patrick likes it or not, we named him Chromie V, Chrome Vandium, before he was born. Chrome uh, Vandium. Yeah. Walter. So so for uh, for operational security, I don't put his name out on the internet, so he's yeah. Chrome Vandium to the end. Right. I don't even know what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. You better know. You can't I, even help I, him. I refuse to remember it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. kidding. I know. I know what it is. I know what it is. Um, yeah. So we've got a couple of seconds here. We're gonna take this opportunity. Obviously, have a break. We're gonna come right back. With Arms List, you can shop the extensive list of local and nationwide firearms classified. Now with more confidence because of their built-in firewall. For only $6.99 a month for personal use or $30 a month for business vendors. So when you're in the market, please consider Arms List. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Arms List. Think of my little stream, stream pal. Oh. He likes oh. the lights of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I notice he's more like observant, looking around mm -hmm. more. He started, uh, so he's at five weeks. So in at week five, they start doing social smiling. So I'll go pick him up out of his crib and he'll see me and he'll give a little smile and his eyes brighten a little bit. It's very, mm -hmm. very, very nice. It's, it's, it's awesome. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. He's staring at the lights right now, though, because I got right. the, the light up here on. He's looking right at it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any kids, Ed? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's this stressful. He Again, this is our, this is our first. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was born at the very end of December, and it's very stressful, but... We got lucky. We have a very easy one. Obviously, yeah. he's not screaming. He's not pitching a fit. He only cries when he's dirty or hungry. Otherwise, he's pretty easy going. So we got very, very lucky. And how's that grip? I noticed he's he's got you know he's got that grip going. How's he's the grip? got the Can death grip. He's yeah. got look at that. <laughs> pick him up by his death grip right now. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's uh, probably like a security blanket for him. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember when my kids, my kids are 22 and 23 right now. Total pains in the butt. Uh, every single day, it's like looking at a reflection of yourself, except younger, that totally annoys the living daylights out of you, just for fun. You know, that's what happens. When, that's that's what happens when they when they grow up. So, and I'm, you know what? I'm happy to to have my kids and have them all grown up. But I remember that that time, you know, when they were little babies. Yeah, you know, it's like you're like a you look at you. You think you feel like you're a superhero. It, yeah, no, you you. And he makes you feel really good because he, he's again he's a good baby though. But he yeah. make it every little thing. You start seeing the changes, and it's it's very exciting. Yeah, uh, Brick says, "Wait, Babyface P had a baby." Yes, he does have the necessary equipment. I I am uh, equipped to do this. Uh, I don't. Sometimes I don't feel like I am uh, responsible enough to be a father, but I guess I am now. Right. Um, the only thing that's got me a little stressed is Marley goes back to. So Marley had three months of paternity, uh, paternity, maternity leave from the hospital. She goes back at the end of March, and I'm already thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, three days a week, I'm going to have him all to myself. Oh, my God. Plus, I work from home, so it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I I could tell you when my boys were little babies. So I've had Crohn's disease since I was probably, like, around 24, 25 years old. So when the kids were born, I had – I just – when my oldest son was born, I just had uh, stomach surgery. And uh, I was in a lot of pain, you know, if you have Crohn's and then you have surgery and stuff like that, or lots of easily you feel like uh, Crohn's is a lot like arthritis, but in your stomach. And so you feel like someone's, yeah, yeah, you feel like someone's ripping a knife across your, you know, across your stomach. But I remember having my son as a little baby and Lola went back to work and he was crying because he wanted to be fed. And I was crying because I was in pain. And then we're both on the floor, like, crying. Oh, God. I remember those times. And I survived, so you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll be fine. I just... It's it's hard because Marley is the... uh, She's such a natural mom Mm -hmm. that I... I, It's going to be hard to keep up. But it's funny. I... I didn't realize I had this effect, but I guess I have a very calming presence. Um, Marley, yeah, don't I? Uh, Marley changing his diaper, he goes bananas. He screams because he doesn't like being naked and cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go in there, and as long as I'm talking to him calmly, he doesn't pitch a fit at all. Yeah, um, yeah, that's cool. So that's he cool. likes he likes his yeah. dad. He uh, so far so far he likes his dad. Yes, as human beings, if we could do it, you know, I don't feel like everyone should do it or everyone is obligated to do it. But as human beings, if we can have kids. That is like the most fulfilling thing that you can do as a human being. So that's awesome. 
Lots of congratulations. I see it. I see it's it's hard. It's hard. I don't know that a parent can ever explain because again, he's only a month and a week old, so we're barely parents. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know that you can ever explain to somebody who doesn't have kids what it's like having a kid. Uh, You can try, but it's like uh, I I do feel different about. Like I don't like kids. I have no interest in being around other people's kids. But so far, (laughs) I like mine. (laughs) <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, Armin and Axis okay. says, "How's Neckbone dealing with the baby?" So Ed, that's oh uh, god, Buckshot is dog. yeah. Uh, Buckshot is very jealous. Uh, I've been for the last couple weeks. I've been having to make sure that he gets doggy time. So, well, at like night when we put the baby down, I have to like play with the dog for a little bit. Otherwise, he gets like super super jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's gotten used to the baby. Um, He's super protective. It's very funny. Uh, it used to be where I would walk in the house and Buck would greet me and then look behind me waiting for Marley to walk in, like if we come back from dinner. Um, and now he looks for me, he looks for Marley, and then he looks for whoever's carrying the baby in, and he needs to be somehow get up close and sniff the baby to make sure the baby's okay. Like okay. Every single time we come in the house, he has to sniff and go, okay, the baby's fine, and then he'll go about his business. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I notice so and this is probably you know let me know if this is a little bit too personal but you know Buckshot I think and you like got along really well he's almost like your support dog you know I know you're very he is. nervous, no, he abs- nervous th- that's person. the reason I got him is because yeah. I had bad anxiety and I wanted a having a creature to take care of helps mm-hmm. offset your brain from the anxiety for me mm-hmm. it does yeah so what does Chromie V do for you have you noticed any differences with yourself since Chromie V came along um, not, not really. I, I have, you know, what's funny is I don't feel any different. It's like, it's like that whole thing you hear about age just being a number. You just get older, but you don't, like, I don't feel a day older than 25. Mm-hmm. I don't feel a whole lot different. I just currently have a baby in my arms. It, it I don't know if it's even hit me yet. You know, sometimes it hits me and sometimes it doesn't. I, I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Very, very weird. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that's, it's awesome, man. I, you know, uh, I've got, I can't answer that question either. That's why I asked it. Cause I'm curious to see and, if you calm down a little bit. I know you, te- you, you, you can be real high strung and get real mad. Um, no, <laughs> you know, what's I, funny I, yeah. is, so I've had, I've had two experiences where I'm just like, I, I, and they're both at three o'clock in the morning when the baby would not stop crying. And it was his own, it was our fault. Well, the first time was because he was changing over from whatever he ate in the womb, you know, attached to a, to the placenta to breast milk, which I imagine makes your guts hurt. You know, you imagine that like fart pain or poop pain that you get. I imagine it hurt really bad. Like I imagine it was not fun. So he was up to like three o'clock in the morning, just pitching a fit. And after a little bit, I'm just like, Marley, I don't know what to do, but I'm losing my mind. I, I have no idea how to comfort him. I just guess I'm going to be up all night trying to help, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, no, you know what's out. funny is I started when he was born. The day after he was born, I started uh, working back out again because I had gone for like three months without working out, and I've noticed a difference. Just that alone, for anybody that's that has a little bit of anxiety or depression or anything like that, go hit the gym a couple times a week. I don't know what it is about working out; it makes you feel instantly better. I don't know why. Yeah, um, and it stays with you. <laughs> right 42 chilled said he spoke which i heard him too i heard him uh speaking a little bit there or he's not a... speaking he's hiccuping 
Does oh, he just okay. ate? <laughs> He'll hit you, but you're not talking yet. <laughs> that's kind of the thing is, I hate to get so off topic, but um, he's still kind of an amoeba. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. He, he looks to us for survival, but we're just getting to the point where he can smile when he sees us. And it's barely anything. He'll just, you'll see a little glint in his eyes and just a tiny curl on his, on his mouth. So yeah. he's still not a person. It's going to take a couple months before he becomes like a little person. I think at that point it might start hitting me that, that I have to take care of him. Um, he's still right waking now, up. He's still waking up from the dream, you know, kind he's of. Still, yeah. 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 He's still waking up from the dream. So it takes a little while for you to like fully form your uh, consciousness. Brick says, "Draw a little beard on on the little face, uh, and put a little hat on him. <laughs> a little beard on him." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so Ed, here's my thing. Um, speaking of like new beginnings and the baby and the birth and all that kind of stuff, tell the folks out there. I know this is like a crazy transition probably to some people, but tell the people out there who don't know about Utreon, there's going to be people who are tuning in or might, you know, come in specifically for this. Like, you know, how'd you guys start Utreon? What's the plan? Where are you? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we, we started, we started late 2019, um, right before COVID, I guess. Uh, the plan starting on, like you can kind of tell in the name, like, plan was always a you know a hybrid of a video platform youtube um and a subscription platform patreon um and so that was the the plan from the start we hadn't realized at that point that the direction we would go is have you know new channels on an application only basis um that was a a really interesting pivot point in our thinking um because we were sort of planning everything based on, you know, taking on principally uh, YouTube, um, but having the functionality of Patreon. Uh, but we realized at some point, really the thing to do is take on Patreon first. That's sort of the soft underbelly of the ecosystem because mm-hmm. no network effects with Patreon, whereas there are massive network effects with, with uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that was a really early critical insight. Um, we we so we started 2019. You know, 2020 was uh, a year of building for us. Um, 2021 to big extent as well, uh, building a, a subscription mechanism. Um, when we started the subscription mechanism, so that that would be in 2021. Um, you know, we had taken some shortcuts, you know, taking inspiration from, let's say, Twitch, where they have three subscription levels uh, that are fixed. Uh, we learned pretty quickly that creators actually want to customize those, uh, like video on Patreon. And then we started understanding, okay, well, you know, we really have to um, not only, you know, catch up to what, all the functionality that Patreon has and surpass it. So we really focused on implementing all that. And then 2022 is really the first year, I'd almost call it like our beta year, where we were actually getting subscribers, getting revenue, um, and no longer really caring about, you know, how many user accounts do we have? Um, That doesn't really matter. What really matters is, you know, actually building financial backbone for the company um, and for all the creators that are on. So 2022 is a really important year for us. Uh, We grew 25x uh, in that year. 
um, and uh, projection. So the the monthly um, growth um, is pretty high, like twenty seven point five percent month over month on average. Um, this year, the plan is a seventeen x. Um, the next year, eight x. And then 3x, 3x, 2x. So that's sort of our, our five-year plan in terms of growth. Um, so far, we're really on target. So uh, December, we grew 36%. This month, again, 36% exactly, actually. Um, and um, we're looking to uh, keep it up. Like It, it really is a breakneck pace. Um, and <laughs> so, so it's pretty wild. Uh, we definitely this month had a lot of uh, very busy weekends. Um, you know, we, we launched that whole, uh, movie mechanism for renting and purchasing a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we're in terms of product and progress on the platform, um, really just building like faster than anybody we know of. Mm -hmm. Um, we started doing something we call a pro layout. Um, so, you know, you'll notice some channels on Utreon will have, you know, it looks like a Netflix page almost. So forgotten weapons or seeing arsenal. Um, a few of those channels that have hundreds of, of subscriptions. We've we've done these pro layouts, um, and yeah, like you know, it, it, the the interesting thing is we started we started um, twenty twenty two just having like barely the functionality that Patreon has, and we ended it you know really being you know ten times better than Patreon yeah. uh, for for years. Yeah, I think Patrick has a question. What what's that? No, I was just saying, wow, they, they already have hundreds of subscriptions. That's incredible. Like, mm -hmm. I have four, and I was oh. very excited for that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it is yeah. Forgotten Weapons, and they made a big commitment, too. They've made a big commitment to work with yeah. you guys, right, Ed? That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, we actually have uh, channels that are making, let's see, you know, one of them's making $11,000 a month. What? What? Um, he what industry are they in? Because I need to be in that industry. <laughs> what industry? Uh, political interviews. Oh, okay. Good for them. Politics is where the money's at, man. I just I hate getting into it. Yeah. Uh, listen, you could. You, I think. I think Patrick that you could build something. I think you have the talent. You know, um, out of the two of us, even though I might have bigger numbers on YouTube or whatever, and obviously I'm better looking and, and more magnetic oh, and all that stuff. But, you know, you, you actually had a viral video, man. I mean, you know. Four and a half million, almost yeah. five million views on yeah. it before I, they I, put their thumb on it. Yeah. In 10, actually 11 years now of doing gun, gun stuff or doing YouTube in general, I think I've got about three channels right now. I've never had a video go viral, so... Um, I, I think you have the talent that you could build something, but I think it goes back a little bit to what Ed was saying. You know, if people, if you're on a platform that keeps pulling the rug out from under you, even you, even forget about YouTube, even Patreon is in its twilight year right now, you know, and it's just because they haven't grown. They haven't added anything. They haven't made it better. But the big thing people always worry about is if I can't rely on you, if I'm as a creative person, if I can't rely on you to be there for me, that's really destructive to my creative process. It's yeah. it's it it, put, it it really makes you angry when you how do you put it? You make something that you know could get so many more eyes if they didn't have their thumb on you mm -hmm. 
but but you just you can't escape and they're like abusive girlfriends too because you can't escape them and you just keep going back and back and back <laughs> mm-hmm. yep yep go the, ahead the um mm-hmm. yes so so the business model that's really working um for that channel in particular is uh so they'll do half the interview on youtube halfway through they'll say okay now we're shifting over to utreon full episode is on utreon for subscribers um he built that up in four months wow um and wow. we have several channels making um, yeah. almost that amount. Yeah. Well, good. Okay. That that makes me happy that I I. It, we it need to we need removed, to commit like, to making a, a like making a more concerted effort. I know Patrick, you already are on I'm that path. It. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've been doing it with the podcast, but now obviously we're forced to do. And I think Ed and I talked about this a couple of years ago when we started. When I was like, "Hey, Ed, how long can you guys survive doing this? Because it's going to take everyone getting burned down." <laughs> That's for us. You know. Yeah. One of the things I. I I'm wondering if in time, in the next five years, this this was one of the thoughts that went through my brain earlier today. In the next mm-hmm. five years, will I look back on YouTube kicking me off and think to myself, man, that was really a blessing in disguise because now I'm forced at the ground level because Utreon's not massive yet. At the ground level, I am forced to focus on improving my channel on Utreon and one day, who knows, you guys could be the, the top dog and it's like, man, yeah, I was. we were ground level. We started here first and it was like 2008 YouTube all <laughs> over again, you know, when, when people were blowing up. Yeah. Chromie V will yeah, be so, working. So, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah so um, it, yeah, you were asking like Time Horizon and stuff like that, so like we're well funded and we're, mm-hmm. uh, we're very careful. So, you know, you'll notice the, the staff level that I mentioned, like we're not going crazy and over hiring and, and stuff like that. So um, we're extremely careful because we know that we now have a lot of uh, people that are actually, you know, their, their whole business is depending on us. So we have to be dependable. Um, so that's one thing. Um, so, so the stability that people want, you know, it's there. We've been running for, for three years. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, Patreon, um, and, and Utreon being the thing, like we know we can displace Patreon in video just because we are so much better. Um, YouTube, I think it's going to be, you know, our vision is a, a world where there's two big platforms um, and YouTube is the mass one. Utreon is the premium one. That's what we want to build and that's what we think we're building. Like you can see it. Like if you go to one of the channels we have pro layouts for, like show me a YouTube channel that looks like good. There, there is none. It's it's um it's nice to hear that you're not saying we will be the next YouTube because I think a lot of a lot of video streaming services come out going we're gonna do what YouTube won't we're gonna be the next YouTube they overshoot their their goals and then close down within two years it's mm-hmm. like it's hard to be the next YouTube because they've already filled that niche and they have an unfair advantage in the form of Google and everything else that goes along with it so it's it's nice to hear that you're not saying. We will be YouTube. It's we have our space and we're gonna make it work. Yeah. Well you have to have a logical strategy that actually mm-hmm. has a chance of working. Absolutely. Okay, listen, we're gonna take another break here. We're gonna come right back with Ed from Utreon. 
We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of a DAO or decentralized autonomous organization like Tusk Crypto. Tusk Cryptocurrency is a firearm-friendly e-commerce option for online payment transactions secured on the blockchain. So when you're in the crypto market, please consider Tusk, T-U-S-C. All right, so there's a couple of things I want to talk about here. I think we've got like probably... uh, what do we have? I think 40 minutes, something we got like that. 40 minutes. Yeah. So one, you guys are in Canada. Uh, I do want to talk about that a little bit. And two, you, we were just discussing funding. So how are you guys funded? Let's start there. Where's the funding coming? What can you tell us? I know you, you might not be able to tell us everything. And let me just say this, because I know this is very important um, to a lot of my fellow creators out there. I personally don't have any kind of ownership in Utreon. <laughs> Nothing, yeah. nada. Neither. neither does Babyface, neither does anybody else that I know um, <laughs> as a content creator. I want to make that clear because I know some people sometimes don't want to work with things because they think, oh, this is your personal thing or whatever. And I like, one of the things I like about Utreon is it's not that, right? And I'm not knocking that. I know lots of people have very valiantly tried to do this in the past and had a really tough time and gotten taken down like doing their own thing but i enjoy the fact that we don't have that because i think that makes it more universal for everyone to get on board versus someone saying for example like hey we're not going to take anyone unless they have a million subscribers or whatever i'm not knocking anyone for it this just works better for me so no personal financial interest in utreon whatsoever from us and then the question ed would be where does the you know where do you guys get the funding from Okay, so it's, it's uh, in mostly me and uh, my business partner, Sean. Um, mm-hmm. So we're self-funded. We do have uh, some individual investors. Um, so some are uh, past business partners of ours um, that really believe in what we're building and, and our team. Uh, we also have uh, some actually engineers that we know um, who wanted to invest. Uh, so we have, uh, you know, some engineers from uh, from Amazon, from Google, good people, um, uh, ex Microsoft too. Okay. Um, and so yeah, we we have like you know some investors, but the majority of the company, vast majority of the company, is owned by uh, myself and Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, mostly self uh, self fueled, and um, you know we're in full control and intend to uh, remain in full control so that you know everything's in good hands and everybody can depend on us. And uh, that's what we want to do. Um, in terms of, so it's kind of interesting. So there's, there's been a tech downturn in the past year. Uh, crypto completely crashed. Um, you know, big tech, time. Tech is well. Big time. Yeah. yeah. All the fan companies are, are really hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's happening is, you know, Patreon's a good example of this. You know, uh, Patreon's a company that I forget which, uh, which. Uh, round of fundraising they're at. I think they're at a Series D. It could be a Series E. So for what? Those of you that really? Don't know, yeah. Okay, can you so, can so you guys explain that? Like, because I don't understand it. What is like? What is the the roadmap there in in, in terms of that? Is good? Is that a good or a bad thing? Yes. Yeah, so so so, com- so so a startup is a particular kind of company. So. You know, mm-hmm. if you opened a cupcake store, that would not be a startup. Um, it, you know, it could be a great cupcake store, but it's not a startup. A startup mm-hmm. is, in particular, something that is geared towards hyper growth. Um, 
and it's typically software because the marginal cost of software is effectively zero. So soft, software is, uh, that business is the perfect startup. Okay. Um, so, and startups are usually venture-backed and venture-backed startups, so uh, venture capital, so these are people that invest money into startups and they expect hyper growth, like the kinds mm -hmm. of numbers we're seeing, 35% a month. That's, mm -hmm. that's hitting it out the park. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so what you'll have is you'll have phases for companies. So uh, the starting phase is uh, the angel investor phase where it's family and friends and mm -hmm. people that believe in you that are, that are investing. Um, then you'll have what's called the seed round. So maybe a few million dollars gets injected into the company um, for let's say 10, 15%, maybe even 20% of the company. Um, and then you'll have, so that's your first institutional round. And then you'll have your series A, B, C. These are oh, wow. more rounds, okay. you know, okay. SpaceX, you know, they'll have their series A, their B, their C. Um, and eventually some of these companies will either remain private or they will get bought out. Google got bought out, um, mm -hmm. by, oh, sorry. YouTube got bought out by Google. Mm -hmm. um, they were backed originally by Sequoia Capital, which is maybe the most prestigious VC firm. Mm -hmm. um, Venture capitalists. Right. Or or they become, I think, part of that is they also become, at some point, they go on the stock market, right? They IPO or something or no? That's, that's, the, third, that's the third possibility. Okay. So mm -hmm. um, they, they can stay private, they can get bought out, or they mm -hmm. can go public. Mm -hmm. um, which has its advantages and disadvantages. It means there's public participation. The public can actually invest in the company. Um, it also puts a lot of uh, burden in terms of reporting. You have to do audited financials. Um, there's a lot of work around being a public company. So, you know, it does have its its downsides in terms of company efficiency because now you have more bureaucracy uh, involved with the company. But that's basically how these, these startups work. Um, so Patreon, uh, they're private still. I think I forget if they're on their Series D or E or you know what they're on, but um, you know the last valuation they raised at, it's known that it was four billion dollars. So this is prior to the uh, downturn. Wow. Um, but okay. the problem with downturn is, you know, if you have a downturn and your valuation goes from like four to like maybe two billion, what that means is you now have to cut your staff by half. Mm -hmm. Because you have to cut your expenses by half because you're not going to be able to raise at a $4 billion valuation anymore. And maybe okay. you were expecting to raise $6 billion valuation. Uh, so um, Patreon, they announced, well, two things happened. One is they sacked their security team. Uh, mm -hmm. They said that uh, they were, um, you know, what they said is that they, instead of having a specific security team, they have people that are taking care of security within their operations. Yeah, I remember you know, that made the news because everyone was like, that's okay, a, this is the end. <laughs> that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Especially yeah. when you're a financial yeah. company. That's a terrible idea. Well, and it also, just, just to not to cut you off there, Ed, because I think this is really interesting, but, you know, so you would think like, oh, wow, these guys got $4 billion or they got $2 billion. That's a lot of money. But it's why is it even taking that much money for them to keep going here? So, so that that's not what they took. That's their valuation. Okay. Oh, okay, so the valuation. Example, okay. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, if you were to invest um, uh, $400 million at a $4 billion valuation, you get 10% of the company, let's say. Oh, okay. okay. Um, mm -hmm. So so, um, so th they are taking less, uh, mm -hmm. but 
But yeah, what, when you have a downturn like this and the valuations go down and you were depending on doing your series, you know, F mm -hmm. or whatever at, at uh, six billion and now you can only raise it two, um, you, you kind of have to cut the staff by 75%. Wow. So these companies, the, the euphemism is a riff, uh, reduction in force. And you, you've seen all the tech companies do them. Yeah. Um, but so far, they're only doing these haircuts, like 10%. Well, um, even Google, I think Google fired 12,000. Is it 12,000 people? Amazon had 18,000. Wow. Uh, okay. Like that. Yeah. That, that would be small for them. That's small. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so hmm. some of them are doing haircut riffs. Uh, some of them are doing uh, what you'd call a gentleman's riff, which is... You say, okay, uh, we're just not hiring, you know, we're doing a reduction through attrition, or, you know, we now say everybody has to go to work and whoever doesn't want to, that's how we <laughs> serve our staff. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, uh, Patreon, so first thing they did is they, um, uh, they fired the security team, uh, and then they announced a 17% riff. And in the letter to the uh, to the public or the employees, I forget what it was, Patreon um, said that the reductions were concentrated in foreign operations, meaning you know offices in Europe. And mm -hmm. you know what we found with the European market is Patreon essentially has no presence there almost. Okay. Uh, so that's wide open to us. So that's a really interesting uh, market for us right now. Okay, interesting. You know, and along those lines, I almost think that if Elon Musk didn't buy Twitter, they would be having even more savage cuts. I'm I'm interested in like hearing your opinion on that. Yeah, so so uh, Twitter has been a big disappointment to the investment community in the sense that uh, they IPO'd and their stock essentially went horizontal. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, people are hating on. Or, Elon Musk for going in there and, and um, firing so many people, but the truth is that company was grossly uh, unprofitable. Um, they were not moving and taking decisions at the pace they they had to be, and um, you know, I'm sure, you know, obviously when you cut that many people, you're going to cut some extent the wrong people. That's mm -hmm. definitely happening, but you know, the notion that Twitter. Um, couldn't survive with only 2,000 employees is ridiculous. That's number one. Um, and two, it looks like they're shipping faster because they're taking decisions faster. So, okay. uh, and also, uh, cutting, cutting staff is uh, very important for Twitter, which just overhired obviously. And, um, and also they've been doing stuff like Twitter blue to be able to monetize and get the company to be financially, um, stable. So, um, you know, Mistakes are going to happen when you're moving that fast and, and dealing with something so big and so complex, but um, I would give Elon Musk very high marks for what he's doing. Yeah, I can't remember his exact name right now, but there, um, there's one of these um, conservative guys that grew up in New York and lived in L.A., and I think he's in Florida now, I want to say, and he was complaining on Twitter to, to Musk that his uh, Twitter is still, there's still something up with it. Like, I feel it's the same thing for my Twitter. That it's not really going anywhere despite what they're doing. Musk actually invited him out there and had a team of engineers looking at his Twitter page. 
and it it was so convoluted you know there's so many problems with it that musk was telling him yeah we might have to like go ground up from with the software and all that kind of stuff um just to get rid of all these problems that are in the algorithm or you know like flags and all that that people have yeah i, I read that story so that was uh dave rubin yes um, there you go that's it dave rubin yeah yeah. yeah, and, and what they found is that so what they originally found was that pr uh, profiles on uh, Twitter had these tags, and these tags would up or down regulate them uh, mm -hmm. in terms of the algorithm. Um, what they actually found out is that there's that level of tags, but there were a different there was a different tagging system that was actually deeper in the code or somewhere else in the code. Um, and what it, and the three flags were, I think it was like recently, uh, recently banned or recently, you know, moderated, something like this. Yeah. Like so if they took them. any kind yeah, if they took any kind of action against you, it just never went, it never goes away, which is what I think is happening on YouTube to me, for example, I've got 127,000 subscribers on YouTube and we're lucky if I put up a video and it gets 2,000 views. The weird thing is, a couple of months ago, we put up a video, got 400,000 views. So that's like a massive extreme, and, and but the norm is like, we're putting up videos on a regular basis, getting 1,000, 2,000 views. There's gotta be something like that that's pushing that channel down. Yeah, so there's a few things with YouTube. So a couple of years back, um, do somebody actually found that uh, the HTML that was being rendered by YouTube was exposing a, uh, a variable um, that was essentially like a credit score uh, hmm. on all channels. So all wow. channels had a score. I think it was like out of a thousand. It really looked like a credit card score almost. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, channels were being scored manually by by YouTube in many cases. Um, and that was pretty clearly up or down regulating their exposure uh, and their reach. Mm -hmm. um, which was pretty interesting. They quickly patched that up. That's no longer exposed. But um, <laughs> it was really, yeah, it was really interesting to see um, what the system was and even screenshots about it. Like, that's mm -hmm. one of the crazy things, like, just the transparency of what's happening out of Twitter. Um, you know, seeing how that system worked and how the tags worked and what the tags were and who they were being applied to. Um, you know, you, you have to imagine there's something very similar. Um, uh, at YouTube. Yeah. And so you guys, would you say that, you know, the Utreon algorithm is a lot cleaner than that? I mean, how do you, do you guys have anything like that going on at Utreon? Um, n nothing, nothing that is arbitrary. So for example, mm -hmm. um, if you're a guest on the front page, you won't see any content that, um, has a content rating that's above 13 years of age. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because as an account, we don't know how old they are. So mm -hmm. stuff that kind of makes sense. Um, okay. But yeah, nothing, nothing like uh, we don't like this guy. Don't show his videos. Yeah, that's what YouTube does to us. So yeah. notice I have a brand new shirt on. Uh, babies love <laughs> yeah. to vomit right on top of it. <laughs> I figured something like that happened. That's why you took <laughs> off. <laughs> Curdled milk right on my shoulder. Okay, yeah. We were just talking about, you know, what's going on with uh, Twitter and how um, you just told me the name. What's the name of the guy again? The, uh, the conservative guy. Uh, that... Sorry, you're breaking up. Yeah, what was the name of the guy that Elon Musk invited? Uh, up Dave. To 
Dave Rubin, yeah. Dave Rubin got invited up there, Patrick, and, uh, you know, they took a look at his Twitter, and there was just all these things on it, all kinds of flags and switches mm-hmm. and stuff like that turned on. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. Yeah, he, so, he had a flag for, he had a flag, sorry, for, for recent moderation, yeah. and I think the flag was based on something that happened in 2021. So, yeah, just like crazy. Yeah, those things I don't think ever go away. You know, and 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 what Ed was saying was almost uh, there was a there was a thing that came out a couple of years ago with YouTube that exposed the fact they almost have like a cr- uh, credit rating system for all the content creators. It's like social uh, credit score, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and somehow, you know, their the you know their code got messed up, and that was exposed, and then they covered it up. But I'm sure that's still out there, and that's what what's going on here. So with you, so with you and and your partner uh, being owners of this, uh, when it comes to funding, you're not looking for funding from other places. You want to self fund through advertising. You know what's the business plan? So um, we do have some adver- uh, we do have some investors. Mm-hmm. Um, so. For early companies, early startups, what they do is they take investment out at what's called a valuation cap. Mm-hmm. Um, and the purpose of a valuation cap is to avoid having a priced round uh, because there's taxation consequences of actually putting a price on the shares. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, you know, we're raising using. And uh, the ubiquitous um, instrument across Silicon Valley is uh, what's called the SAFE, Simple, Agree- uh, Simple Agreement for Future Equity. So okay. uh, essentially, you know, we've been raising small amounts at, at um, you know, uh, increasing valuation caps. Um, we are open to new investors, um, but yeah, we, we, we don't necessarily need to take on too much capital, um, especially at low valuations because, um, well, it's already pretty nice, but, um, you know, we we the earlier we take money the more dilutive it is so um to us we're it's never in our interest to get too much money um we're always better off delaying it and we um have no lack of people that you know we have we have existing investors that want to reinvest and um you know we'll we'll sometimes tell them let's wait till we get get to a higher valuation because again we're, we're just growing so fast that um it doesn't make sense to take too much on but um you know for example we don't have any investors that that are in um, the firearms community specifically, and you know that would be kind of cool. Um, okay. So yeah, you know okay. we'd just be interested in just having you know in a sense maybe some representation from from that community. But, oh okay. Um, so yeah. so for example, if people like I know um, in the van world, there's a company called Mod Vans, and they're on WeFunder. So basically, as a person, I could go there and and buy buy into their stock. Do you guys have something like that going on, that that people do it, or is it a like a transaction that has to happen directly with you guys? Yeah. So, so the um, the SEC uh, created a special kind of um, uh, authorization under which you could raise uh, up to certain amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, without having the requirement of um, of having a publicly traded company, so it's a bit of um, it's a bit of a uh, a compromise between the difficulty of, of administering a, a public company and, and being able to get more um, private investors. Um, we don't want to do that because okay. we don't want to have 
uh, you know, a cap table with like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of investors where for us, uh, it's better to have just, you know, very focused people that are, that are, you know, seriously behind us and, and, um, just a manageable group. Mm -hmm. Um, and so far we've been managing that pretty, uh, pretty well. So we have a clean cap table, relatively speaking. And, uh, and yeah, we want to keep it that way. Yeah, it makes sense. And maybe, you know, if you have someone out there, either in the firearms industry or just a big YouTuber, I don't know, that has like 10 million subscribers or something and a couple of million dollars uh, burning a hole in his pocket, he can invest. We're going to take a break and come right back. <laughs> the Who Moved My Freedom podcast is made possible by our partners at 2A Commerce. Veteran owned and with over 20 years experience, 2A Commerce is the leader in custom e-commerce and web application development in the shooting sports industry. Clients include major brands such as Guard Dog Body Armor, Sylvan Arms, AccuFire Technologies, The Tactical Games, Warrior Knife Company, and yours truly, Hank Strange. Visit 2A Commerce and support this show by supporting them. Once again, visit the number 2acommerce.com. Right. I know that might seem like I'm getting a little bit into the weeds for some people or they don't care about this stuff, but I think it is interesting um, from the perspective of companies out there. I know that especially the serious companies, if they want to become part of this, they want to have a, some kind of little bit of ownership, you know, over what's going to happen. Right. So it's interesting to know that stuff. And, uh, and I appreciate you talking about it openly as well. Patrick, did you have anything? No, that's. <clears throat> I think that's one of the uh, the tough things about a startup because I've been through a couple of them as the as an employee. Um, but do you want to do you want to take on a lot of investment and maybe in the end not own as much of the company as you would like, or not have as much creative freedom, or mm -hmm. do you want to build slower and have total and complete control of your company? Mm -hmm. You know, it's a it's a balancing act that you have to play. Yeah. Yeah, the lights went out in here. Don't worry about it. I think we're oh. we're still good. We're still going, so far as I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ed, you could take that. <laughs> yeah. Basically, the the goal of taking money is to be able to grow at basically at the pace we're growing. Um, so, you know, to the extent we're already achieving that, we don't have to take um, really any. Um, yeah. But you know, it's good good to take on some money and, and have investors. Um, so yeah, like the, the main thing is, you know, keeping up the growth, keeping up, keeping with our plan. Um, and you know, the goal of our, uh, five-year plan is to get to, um, you know, level of revenues, levels of revenue that make us, um, you know, get to a, the level of a Patreon a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm just amazed that you guys are able to do what you're doing with uh, such a small, uh, you know, like workforce <laughs> and then other companies need these massive workforces and can't really do anything. I don't know how that susses out. So, yeah, well, so, so essentially at this stage of um, a hierarchy, like everybody's an individual contributor, meaning, you know, you don't have pure, purely managerial people who are just managing people. Everybody is uh, either committing code or handling support or doing something uh, that's mm -hmm. productive. Um, eventually, once you have a, a bigger organization, you need hierarchy. So you need more management, um, intermediate management. Um, so yeah, we're, we're extremely nimble. And you know what people don't realize is, uh, so people sort of assume that these big co companies have 
unlimited, you know, they have what seems like unlimited uh, cash. And so it kind of seems like they have unlimited resources. So uh, for example, Twitch came out in 2012 and, you know, the logical thing that most people would have thought is, yeah, YouTube can just crush them in five seconds, right? YouTube mm -hmm. just has to implement live streaming for gaming. Why don't they do that? Well, mm -hmm. here's what happens in practice. What, what did YouTube actually do? They, they tried to buy Twitch in mm -hmm. 2014. Uh, um, and because they're owned by Google, they ranked that up to Google. And Google said, no, we're not going to risk the Department of Justice um, breaking us apart under mm -hmm. antitrust just so that you guys can buy Twitch. Sorry. So mm -hmm. um, Amazon ended up scooping Twitch for $970 million. Um, wow. and so, you know, what you see is that the first reaction of these companies, um, isn't let's clone this in five seconds. It's actually, let's buy it. Mm -hmm. Um, and when they're really big and they're owned by Google, they're so big, they sometimes can't even buy it right? <laughs> because then there's lots of risks. Yeah. So, I mean, didn't you know, Facebook, really bu Facebook bought Instagram, right? Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of these transactions that um, today mm -hmm. would never be allowed. Um, and, and some issues is, you know, the, the uh, SEC will, um, you know, they'll, they'll try to go again. They'll try to sort of retroactively punish these companies for acquisitions that they okayed. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, well, guys, you okayed it. <laughs> you know, the, the time to stop it was back then. Um, if, if that's what you wanted to do. So, um, yeah, so there, there's, there's things that make it really hard for, you know, the, the typical imagery is, you know, it's hard to, to turn around an, air, an aircraft carrier or a battleship. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really true. So if you, even if you think of, you know, YouTube has a membership system, it's pretty um, crazy. They, they take 30%. Um, and, you know, if you think about it, Patreon really... Uh, became a thing with with YouTubers in 2016 uh, after the ad apocalypse, but it took YouTube years to build a membership system, um, and that just tells you how much bureaucracy there is. That just tells tells you how hard it is for them to take decisions because there's so many people that have to okay it, um, and it just tells you what the weight of all that bureaucracy is and all those employees. Um, yeah. I don't even know that. I mean, I know it works with some people, and it. You know, probably works well for some people, but yeah, I, I find it cumbersome just looking at it, and it's almost like you have to have a different game plan going in, right? And if you're going to do that, then why, for people from our point of view, why even invest that time in YouTube? Might as well yeah, invest so, it with you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so in theory, having everything in the same system is better because you have less, you have better, you have higher conversion um, in theory. Um, in practice, all, all YouTubers are essentially small small businesses. Some of them even get to the size of small medium businesses or enterprises. Um, but if you look from the perspective of all these YouTubers are effectively businesses, um, having all your eggs in one basket is sort of you know strategically insane. So mm -hmm. um, there's there's a uh, YouTube channel called uh, VinWiki and mm -hmm. um, Yep, know them well. So I, I, I like cars, yeah, and mm -hmm. um, me too. Uh, so, yeah, and and the uh, the host of that that channel, he sort of explains, you know, if you're buying a car, you at never 
at any point in the transaction, you never want one side to have physical possession of the car, um, the ownership papers of the car, and the money for the transaction. If one side has all three, you know, the other side better hope the other side is really honest. Yeah, um, pray I don't change the, I, I don't alter the deal any further. Like, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if you sort of apply that to YouTube, um, mm -hmm. YouTube has your discovery, which is great because YouTube is the engine of discovery. It's the second biggest search engine on, on the planet, mm -hmm. owned by the first search engine on the planet. Mm -hmm. um, they have your relationships, meaning they know who, who subscribed and follows you and you don't. And um, they're able to email those people. You can't. Uh, so they own all those relationships. That's, that's number two. And number three, they own all your revenue. They own. It goes through them. Yeah. They control your revenue. Yeah. So absolutely. Uh, when you has all three all you're depending on them for the revenue they own all your relationships and they have your discovery you're like in that car situation it's insane from a business perspective yeah it's nuts it's like for example patrick before they deleted the channel they had demonetized him they were running ads my, my content was not advertiser friendly and they couldn't share any revenue with me yet they were running ads on my content <laughs> and making money and, uh, and, and making money and they do that to a lot of people. It's, um, you know, Walter, for example, with Dirtfoot Racing just hit a thousand subscribers. I don't know if he even hit all the other uh, hoops you have to jump through, but they're running ads on his content. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, again, they're the Dropbox of the Internet. So they're they're yeah. storing all this video They're They're the bandwidth is very expensive. Mm -hmm. um, so there is that argument, but yeah, like it, it's just incoherent to say, um, we can't add share with you when they have an ad share system mm -hmm. and they're running ads, but they mm -hmm. can't add share because ad safe. It, that's completely incoherent. It doesn't make, um, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, we, we're just, some, we just somehow fell into this trap with these guys, right? You know, or they just grew. It just grew like this. Maybe this was the intended purpose all along. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, personally. I don't think it was all along. Um, mm -hmm. I think this is the natural order of things when it comes to. Uh, there's a certain type of person who has been working big tech for a long time. Silicon Valley and the investors in Silicon Valley have always brought in a more left-leaning uh, investor. They're always, they're, they always tend to be left-leaning. Mm -hmm. So this is just the natural order of they make it to the top. They're going to push their ideas on everybody else. And that means can't look at guns, can't look at this, can't look at that, but certain things are perfectly legal. Mm -hmm. um, I, I personally, that's just how I feel. It's, it's you allow... I don't want to say bad folks, but you allow folks that don't have your uh, best interest in, at heart to rise to the top. And then we wonder why we're not being taken care of. Yeah. And ultimately, <laughs> uh, you know, ultimately, I think well, that's why I call this who moved my freedom. Right. It's just like the book who moved my cheese. If someone mm -hmm. moves your cheese and you're a raisin, uh, you're a rat in the maze and they moved your cheese, it's not where it's supposed to be. You could sit there and complain about it. 
Or you could put your sneakers on and find out where the hell this cheese is moving to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there, there, there really are, like, multiple variables at play. So, mm-hmm. um, one... Uh, and actually, one thing I, I never mentioned was, um, uh, you know, I'm personally in, in Canada, uh, uh, but... Uh, the company is a Delaware C Corp. It's an American company, and we did that very explicitly. Um, you know, because as a startup, that's where you want to incorporate, but also especially, you know, First mm-hmm. Amendment, um, mm-hmm. we want to have as wide a as wide a, a net as possible to uh, to work with, and then we have our our own internal roles to um, operate as a business. But um, so 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 that means that. But yeah, it, it's true that you know these companies are mostly based out of California. And so um, you're going to have that culture that eventually works its way through those companies. Um, there, there are more factors. So, you know, if you look at YouTube, um, and we're actually, let me zoom back. Uh, you know, the, the California factor, that was very apparent with Twitter. I, I forgot the name of the, uh, the Twitter lawyer, but the Twitter lawyer went with the CEO on, on Joe Rogan. Oh, the, and, um, um, yeah, Indian um, woman. Got a... Something yeah. got a yeah 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 and and uh, Tim Pool was making the point like yes your rules sound objective but what you don't understand is you're reading your political interpretation of things mm-hmm. the, your political interpretation is literally the premise of your rules mm-hmm. so if someone doesn't politically agree with you your rules are very obviously political but mm-hmm. of course you don't see them as political because. You fundamentally accept your premises as true. That's that's yep. sort of mm-hmm. mathematically <laughs> coherent. So so um, you don't so and that, you don't want that, that to that flip was... the other way on you, right? Like, what if that? What if the world was run by conservatives? Do you want conservatives <clears throat> making every choice you know, no, for that, you, and I whether agree, or not no. you have the right to to speak and express yourself? I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, you, you you kind of want. Um, you don't want a, a, a you don't want content to be dictated by doctrinaire. Mm-hmm. Um, what you want is coherent and, and objective policy, and you just want to be clear um, a, a lot. So so let's zoom back again. So um, going going to YouTube. So some of the problems with YouTube are because yes, it's the the problem of that that lawyer who. Um, you know, she leans one direction. She literally interprets everything through that prism, and then you know she thinks whatever she's doing is objective, but she doesn't understand that she's looking through that prism. So that that's one factor with YouTube. Um, another factor is the ownership structure. So what happened in 2016 when you had the adpocalypse? Well, um, you had brands that were having their ads juxtaposed with content that they didn't want juxtaposed with their with their ads. They had no way of stopping that, and people don't realize this sometimes, but Google is not a search engine. It is an ad company. They bought something called AdSense, and mm-hmm. ads is fundamentally their business. Mm-hmm. So what happened with YouTube is the advertisers, they didn't just boycott YouTube. They boycotted all of AdSense. So at first, YouTube, or for, at first Google thought it was a bluff, um, but then it lasted a month, and it was costing billions of dollars. So... Um, and YouTube is maybe like one percent of, of Google's revenue. It's it's inconsequent or, or profit. Let's say mm-hmm. it's inconsequential. Um, so for Google, it became very obvious. Let's just shut off ads on half of the channels on Google, 
um, because we need to stop this boycott. So um, that's an example of something happening because of Google, uh, YouTube's ownership structure. Another example that we brought up was YouTube wasn't able to buy Twitch because it's owned by Google. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that happens. The second reason is because of their ownership structure. Um, and uh, third, third reason, let me try to remember where was I going here. <laughs> um, there's so many thoughts yeah, no no yeah yes, that's i'm just trying to organize all these maybe it'll come to me i'm sure it'll come to me but yeah, yeah there, there's there's various reasons why um why google lacks uh you know, the way the way that it does uh here's uh yeah the third reason i got it is um so they grew so fast if you think of you know moderation at scale how do you handle moderation at the scale of a, of a YouTube and mm -hmm. something that grew so fast? Yeah. Well, after realized a few things, one, whatever they're doing, they can't really change it. They especially can't change it in five seconds. Even if they had the greatest idea in the world, it would take a long time to change it. Um, and the second thing is the only way they can handle the scale they grew to and the speed at which they grew to it is through AI is mm -hmm. through massive outsourcing. Yeah. Outsourcing. Um, yeah. So, so you have, you have, you know, political um, interpretation and interference. You have structural problems through the ownership structure, and then you have scale problems where they have very imprecise tools. You have people that maybe don't understand the language of what they're moderating as well as they should. Uh, you have you have slang that's not understood by people or AI. Um, you know, it, it's it's multi multi-factor mm -hmm. is, is the point. Yeah, it's, it's almost like this is. Yeah, this is what's going to happen. This is how this is how you get the fall of an empire, right? <laughs> this is how it goes down, you know. Yeah. So I think that's what we're witnessing, and and kind of like that's what has to happen in the world, and it is an opportunity, uh, depending on how you know how you see it and what you do with it. Okay, so in the time we have left, we got less than five minutes here. Um, someone who's new to Utreon, right? Someone just like seeing all this, they're like. Hey, I, I want to do this. What do you recommend to them? How do they go about it? Uh, you know, what's, what do you think is best practice here? Uh, yeah, so uh, if you're in this audience in particular, head to utreon.com, uh, register your account. Uh, it's very simple. It takes, you know, maybe 10, 20 seconds. Um, you can check out, uh, we have, you know, the front page, but we also have a topics page. Uh, you can check out firearms. Uh, you can check out history, anything you're interested in. You're interested in cars, you can check that out. Um, we, we, we're having more and more content in all of those uh, topics. Um, and yeah, like search for the creators that you follow on YouTube. See if they have a Utron page. If they have a Utron page and they have subscriptions, um, you know, see if you want to support them. If you're supporting them right now on, on Patreon um, and you like how Utron works, switch over your support. And uh, that's really what helps us grow, what helps us uh, get more and more creators, and uh, it's really a, a, a question of momentum. And you know, we have pretty good momentum right now, where we you know keep working at it. And uh, I think that's you know uh, the combination of what's going to make this work is you know we're uh, efficient, we're persistent, we're you know we think about what we're doing pretty carefully, and um, I think we're making all the right choices to end up being really you know the platform that can sort of really challenge Patreon and eventually um, have some sort of situation where, you know, there's YouTube, but there's also us and, and uh, we actually create a safe haven and a uh, place where people can thrive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
Uh, I don't know if Patrick has any questions, but my one. Go ahead, Patrick. Do you have one? Nope. Nope. I would say so. If someone signs up and there's any issues, like I've, you know, people told me, oh, I've signed up, but you know, I thought they were going to pull stuff over. Stuff didn't get pulled over. Any issues come up? What What do they do about that? Uh, email help at etron.com. Um, right now, we actually have a massive back. So many firearms channels are blind, um, mm -hmm. so it's going to take. Uh, it's going to take a while. Glad to I got in early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, so so and yeah, so there's a lot of pressure on the uh, the importer and the sync service, but uh, yeah, we're we're working through it, and um, yes, yeah, really a great time to be on. Yeah, I think that um, the best thing here is that we did establish this relationship with you. Not just me. Um, I know that John Crump is the one who brought you to my attention. You actually took time and went to the Iraq veteran um, event that they have every year. You know, and then there's been lots of big creators that we've mentioned here getting on board and doing things. And I would welcome other people to do it as well. I think, um, you know, that just the fact you guys communicate is, is really a big deal. So what, what we're going to do, I don't know if Patrick has any other things here, but um, if anybody is listening, we wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of manufacturers like Safety Harbor Firearms. SHF is a quintessential family owned small business, totally representative of the American dream. Safety Harbor Firearms is a Florida based manufacturer of the compact entry stock and the SHTF 50 upper for an AR-15 lower. Also, SHF happily delivers on your Sten Gun parts needs. So don't forget to check out StenParts.com and SafetyHarborFirearms.com. Um, and just a quick thing, like I didn't even get to show this, man. The Henry 22LR pump action. Yeah, Babyface, we'll, we'll be doing some stuff with this. You guys will see it. And it's going to wind up being on Utreon uh, because, you know, that's how... I think that's just the best thing to do. Might as well make that investment now <laughs> into getting the uh, gun con. I can't even post on YouTube. I don't know if everyone's aware of that right now because I have a strike. I cannot post to YouTube. So, you know, but we are going to continue doing this. They're going to have to, uh, you know, like drag me out of here kicking and screaming and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to keep doing this and doing it through Utreon. I really do appreciate Ed coming on. He's done it in the past, um, and he's very helpful to us. I'm always messing stuff up <laughs> um, wow. behind the scenes, and these guys help me out. And I really just want to implore the people out there, consider this as an option, but in order to make it work, we've got to support these guys, right? This is just like reality. If we need this to be there, it, it's going to be really difficult for us to pay for this to exist. So the better thing for us to do is bring the eyeballs over here, help these guys get the advertising, and figure out a way to, uh, you know, like, like Ed was saying, use Utreon as a funnel. I mean, I'm sorry, use YouTube as a funnel to Utreon and bring people over there, and then you can still be on YouTube and do your thing over there. And, uh, you know, and you get the best of both worlds. I'm going to give both of these guys a chance to speak here, and then we're going to go through the regular wrap-up thing. Let me start with Patrick. What do you want to say, Patrick? Um, yeah, if anybody's listening to this, and even if you don't like us, uh, if you are a content creator on the gun side of stuff or outdoors, all, all uh, high tide rises all ships, all boats. So it's even if you don't like who we are as people, 
it's worth coming over here because it will raise the tide of the folks watching Utreon, which helps everybody. Um, and I hate to say it, but YouTube's coming after you. They're, they're going to come after you, whether you like it or not. Get your stuff backed up now. Yeah. Um, and tell people that, how they can, they can find you on Utreon, right? Utreon.com slash C slash babyface P. I wish you guys would get rid of that C because it'd be so much easier if I could just say slash babyface P. Utreon.com slash C slash babyface P. Um, if you want, you can go over there and subscribe. Otherwise, all my content is backed up there and we're moving forward. This train doesn't have any breaks. We are continuing on. And now that I am full-time Utreon person, we're not going to neuter any videos. Next series coming out is going to be about building a set me. And I'm going to show you everything. I'm going to show you exactly how I weld and all my settings and all the other stuff that YouTube would never let me do. Yeah, very important, valuable stuff that's disappearing off YouTube every day. So please support Patrick. Um, and then I'm going to go to Ed. Oh, Ed, you also have another mission. You got to get rid of the C. You got to drop the C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to look into that. We basically have to just re reserve some uh, some URL paths that we uh, need yeah. channels not to inter uh, intersect yeah. with. Um, yeah, basically I would say, um, and uh, Patrick was mentioning... Um, I think it was Recoil Magazine that got its channel taken down. It's, uh, you know, one important point is once a channel is taken down or once you're forced to unlist a whole bunch of videos, it's very hard to import or get that content. It might even be impossible. So, um, yeah, like people need to, to move over to, um, you know, get to a safe harbor. Yeah. Yeah. Don't wait for don't wait for this to happen to you. It's going to be tough. If you're still listed on you uh, on YouTube as a a uh, content creator in good standing let utreon's team user algorithm or not algorithm user tool to automatically bring your content over so you don't have to go and upload it all manually just yeah let it do it i think even before we got on board with utreon there were lots of videos that got removed so lola and i probably have like four or five hundred videos you got somewhere tons that's of not stuff even on utreon yeah yep. and it's not even on utreon so um, and we haven't done it yet because it's not easy, <laughs> you know? So yeah, that was really, really good advice. Anything else you want to say to people, uh, bef before we wrap this up, Ed? No, listen, uh, it's a pleasure uh, coming on the show as, as, uh, as always. And, yeah. uh, yeah, this again. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on. I don't know which one of you guys is going to drop words of wisdom on us. I don't know if you have some, Ed. You, you, you Ed know. Let's go with Ed because I don't have anything yeah. at the moment. Yeah, Ed, you've got a couple of you got a couple of seconds to come up with words of wisdom. You're gonna have the last word. I'm gonna run in the end. Big thanks to everyone out there for watching this um, and listening to this on audio. Um, I did want to say this. Let me pull this up real quick because I was looking at um, the places. I always talk to you guys about the places that people um, watch and listen to us, and I could tell you uh, the United States is number one. Here, I'll, I'll show it right here. United States, Canada, United Kingdom, Germany, Australia. Shout out to all those people out there um, who are watching us, listening to us and all that. We really do appreciate you guys. Uh, help us help us spread the word, get the message out there. And, um, you know, I think we're doing this tomorrow. I know everything's a little crazy right now. There's a whole bunch of different stuff going on. And believe it or not, I'm about to spin up another podcast about vans. So, yeah. <laughs> my, my life is only getting crazier but I'm going to run in the end we're going to come back and Ed from Utreon is going to give us the words of wisdom 
All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us here. We're going to rip the audio out of this and throw it up on iTunes and all your favorite places to get your audio podcast from. We're part of the Firearms Radio Network. You could get us on Audible. You could go to HankStrange.com and download the podcast. There is no excuses for not listening to Who Moved My Freedom. Okay, Ed, words of wisdom, sir. Well, uh, if you know that they're coming for you, um, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You have to be proactive. Yeah, absolutely. All right, there you go. Yes, 100%. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks, everyone out there. I'm going to press the button. Ed, watch. I'm going to do this right, I hope. Now now I definitely mess it up. Let me make sure. This is not the time to do it wrong. I'm pressing the buttons and getting out of here right now.